folks and y'all thought terry was done he's still in the kitchen i had to change the name of the freaking show i had to change the damn thumbnail it's all good though it's it for good reasons so uh yeah we got a special guest tonight let's get at it Welcome in to episode 96 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John, your host, as always, joined by my boy, Mike. 96, buddy. What's going on? 96, buddy. I'm feeling elderly, but I love it, buddy. <laughs> Out of Your Falcon Mind, the oh, crazy man. Falcon show alive. Let's I'm go. Coming here from the Variety Sports Network, as always, make sure you guys check out Variety Sports and VSM Football. You can catch our show there and a bunch of other football shows, XFL shows, uh, you know, it's just a great channel to go if you want to look at other other teams, see what the, our opponents are looking like. Might find some shows there that are good to, good to watch. Uh, buddy, we've got a special guest tonight, contributor to the Falcoholic. Let's go ahead and bring him in, Mr. Ev Glaze. What's going on, brother? Ev Glaze. What's up? Man, it's good Ev. Glaze pays, man. You know what I'm saying? Glaze <laughs> the man over at Falcoholic. No, I do what I can. I do what I can. You know how it rolls. Man, Commonly known as the most rational person on Twitter. Commonly known. Close. Everybody knows this. 
I mean, we, we do. We see you out there fighting a good fight, man. Like Every it's, day. It's, it's, a, it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a, you and know. it's a daily battle, my man. It's always, daily. always. It's a, you know, and this, uh, there's just varying levels of, you know, how crazy it gets, you know, some days are worse than others. And, you know, like a few days ago when somebody, you know, was named starting quarterback, you know, it, and it just went crazy, you know? So, I mean, it's, you know what though? I saw that coming. That oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, the writing was on the wall for that to go down the way it did. So th- that's nothing new. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Before we um, even get started, John Gates, I want to give Glaze the full award, okay? Because what mm-hmm. happened a few days ago was he said something about Mike Vick on Twitter, okay? And <laughs> they came for his head. I mean, I would have known better. I would have known better. You can't talk about Mike Vick. It's like I. Now, I'm going to give you the floor so you can clear up or make whatever point you was trying to make before the entire Twitter space came down on your head. Go ahead, Mr. Glaze. You know, that entire thing, first of all, I knew that's, was how, that's what was how it's going to play out. Because, you know, you can't talk about big to the, to the Falcons fans. It just doesn't roll well. It doesn't go well. But the point I was making before everybody decides to misconstrue the statement, which everybody does nobody reads it at enough face value they take it all the way over here and the point i was making was accuracy was a problem with mike vick common knowledge when he came out of college that was one of the knocks on him he had a cannon of an arm but he was inaccurate and it it reared his ugly head his rookie year in the years in years no preceding that so when i said that it's like, oh, you're jumping on Mike Vick's head. No, I'm telling the truth. Mm-hmm. He had accuracy issues coming into the league. Everybody knows this. And what I was saying was, okay, so basically what you're telling me is since Desmond Ritter's a third-round pick, oh, so we're saying that because Mike Vick was the first overall, his inaccuracies don't mean much because he's that. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's when the cavalry came. And I'm thinking, oh, they why came. are you guys upset about a fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fact. He had inaccuracy issues. There's nothing personal about that. He did. He can tell you the same thing if you talk to him. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I just don't understand how pe- <laughs> it is funny. It's funny. It's like, don't you dare talk about Mike. Oh, they came on my head. Did I say anything about what he did off the field? Mm-hmm. How am I attacking him? You actually didn't mention it. I no. didn't mention it. You didn't no even more. mention it. It was all football, but oh, yeah. they 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 got they, it got personal to them. Oh, they got, was, now, dog. All he said was the man what he struggled with his accuracy, and they came down on your head like you said something about Obama. I'm saying it's Obama, Vic. <laughs> it's it's some black people you can't talk about, and oh, you, you would think Vic was it. the brother or the you know the nephew or the cousin or something. The way they came out, I'm like. <laughs> Dang. But but yeah, hey man, really? you held your own, and that's what mattered. You you stayed the course of your point, which I appreciated, buddy. You didn't fail. Hey, you have to with this crew, man. It, yeah. I mean, you can't falter with this crew because if they see they're like wolves, if they see blood, they really pounce you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we actually had to do a few, a few know. Shows. Oh yeah. yeah. We had to do a few shows ago. We had to actually uh show Vic's like completion percentage to kind of oh, like yeah. prove that point. Like, yeah, guys, it was like fifty two percent. Like, it's like not good at all. And we all love Michael Vick. Yeah, no absolutely. One yeah, exactly. There was, all there three was of us love Vic. Vic. 
there was no personal attack. I didn't no. I didn't talk about the boy's mama. I didn't talk no. about what he did outside of, you know, I didn't talk about any of that. No. It was a fact that he had accuracy issues. Yeah. I mean, he had a cannon, but he was overthrowing everybody no. under the moon. Yeah. And on top of that, he wasn't even into the playbook and he'll admit that to everyone. Mm-hmm. He said yep. that himself. Yeah. Yeah. He admitted Absolutely. it. So, I mean, they get mad about the, the strangest things in Atlanta, man. Mm-hmm. Coming out hot, Mike Vick. I love it. Yo. And, uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I was ready for the smoke that day. Oh, I, was, I saw you. <laughs> I saw you. I was ready. Well, and before we even get into guys, if y'all are watching for the first time, hey, welcome in and come on back. We've, we've gained a lot of different followers over the last, I don't know, two months, probably ever since Mike did the 10 stages being a Falcons fan. Um, yeah, that's pretty dope, by the way. <laughs> <Thank you, Mike. laughs> for sure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, you, make sure you hit that like button for us. It helps us get out there to more Falcons fans. Uh, and two things. We are now on Amazon Radio, and we're now on iHeartRadio. Nice. Uh, Jeff Bezos called up Mike and said, hey. Jeff Bezos called me and said he needed us on Amazon, <laughs> or he, he, was going shut the, he was going to shut Amazon down if I didn't say yes, so I had to sign over the rights. Sorry. That's right. And uh, on our audio platforms, we just went over 4,000 listens about a week ago, nice. so appreciate you guys on that, man. And uh, what's crazy is the last episode when we had Savion and Mike, or Savion and, and Fleek, and Mike, Mike's microphone went out, and everything went out, actually. Um, you know, I figured it wouldn't be that much of a listen-to podcast because we did a, a live mock draft, and you know, that's not doesn't really translate that well. Y'all made it the most listened-to one we've had so far, so thanks for doing that. That's That was crazy. And, and, and I'm one- proud and offended. <laughs> The show I was kicked <laughs> off with the highest rated. So, y'all, I'm offended person. I'm hurt. Okay. Go figure, man. Go figure. And then uh, the one before that uh, with the Terry was cooking with the – was that – who was with that? Um, was that Kenny? Was that Kenny? I don't know. Yeah, it might have been. But anyway, that one went uh, – that's been our most watched episode, man. So, like, and I know it's small beans to a lot of the creators out there, but us being kind of new guys, man, that was it was great to see, like, over that's 500 on there. Kenny so, yeah, has caught the charts twice because the first time he came on, it was the highest rated. Then the second time he came on, it was the highest rated. Go, Kenny. I love you, buddy. Yeah, man. And uh, we're I think we're at 372 subscriptions now. So if we can get to 400, our goal is 400 by the draft, and we'll just keep on moving up from there. So feel free, man, if y'all hit the subscribe button, go ahead and do that. Uh, it was Flick. Um, I'm sorry. It was, it, flick. It was flick. It was Flick. My bad, I don't flick. want to take away from my Flick. Bad I still flick. love you, Kenny, but it was yep. Flick, buddy. You're right. Daniel Flick. Yep, my bad, Daniel. All right. Um, and lastly, man, so everybody we have on, man, we always kind of go through a few little questions, really, like how your Falcon fandom started. So what year? What got you to be a fan? Was it a player? Would you grow up here? What, what was what's the story? Here's the interesting thing. Um, basically, um, for the most part, I just grew up in Georgia. Um, my, I, I'm a part of a football family. So, I mean, everybody, almost everybody in my family played the game. And I had an uncle that played in the league. Um, had a cousin that played in the league. Um, I got to see a lot of that when he was going through the process. So I had an intimate view of what he goes through as a rookie. Um, and the year that's, that's tough one because what really, really got, it was funny is because I was an LA Rams fan. I don't know how that happened, but that's what it was. <laughs> um, but when prime time became a Falcon, that, that sealed it because at that particular point, the, the swag that he played with, and even to this day, I believe he's one of the most gifted athletes to ever play the game. Absolutely. I mean, to see that dude just, it was it was like he was at one speed and everybody else was just mm-hmm. trailing behind him. It was just insane. And when when that started, and then the Jerry Glanville and the, 
when the Georgia Dome was built in that whole nine yards, that's when I was like, I was deeply into the Falcons at that particular point, and I never turned back since. And that was years ago. I can't even remember what time that was ago, but the that's when it really started, and it's been like 91. that ever since. Yep, it's been like that ever since. Yeah, the same right. like, mm-hmm. We're probably about around the same age, because that's, that's yeah. exactly when Mike and I both uh, started, you know, kind of, we were about 10, 11 years old, you know, and that was just, took off, man, and they hadn't, like I said, hadn't looked back yet. Um, hey, yeah. Yeah, right around there. Yeah. Um, and we got an email, guys. And Ev, there's a question here you can actually respond to as well. Okay. And this email is from Brian. Appreciate you, Brian. Brian. He said, uh, I started listening to you guys on Spotify about six months ago and have been able to catch a few live shows. And I got to tell you, that's where it's at. I still enjoy listening when I'm, but when I miss the live shows, I, I think y'all do a great job with it. Love how you guys involve other creators. And Mike, the 10 stages is truly a masterpiece. So, well, thank you, buddy. Uh, I haven't been this excited about an offseason in forever, but I got to ask, do you guys think uh, Terry Fontenot even considered Lamar or they just been out from the beginning for the next show? Can y'all look tell at me? AF. Hold on. Look, look at AF. He didn't even let you finish it. He already reacted facially. <laughs> I already seen it. Uh, for oh. the next show, can y'all tell me what y'all are, what, what, what we're doing at eight? Like, what would you, oh. what would you do if you feel in your gut or you're going to do at oh, eight? Fix. Keep. And fix keep it, killing it fast. <laughs> thank you so much, Brian. That, Brian, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. All right, so Ev, you take your, uh, you take it, buddy. Uh, you think? Come on. Okay. Man. Based on what I heard, Lamar Jackson wasn't even in the discussion. He wasn't. Man, you heard that here first. Now I haven't even heard that. Come on, Ev. Um, Come on now, now, because of Fontenot is the way he is. Of course, he's going to ask around, mm-hmm. but that's about as far as it went. He wasn't going to deep dive into it. And I've gotten into multiple debates over this because people say, well, they went after Deshaun Watson. So why wouldn't they go after Lamar Jackson? Two totally different scenarios. And when, when I say that, people take offense because they are, they think I'm referring to Deshaun Watson as because he has such a, a, a serious, he has a lot of baggage behind him. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson doesn't. I said, that's not, those aren't, that's not the situation I'm referring to. First and foremost, Deshaun Watson is really, really thick. They're thickest. He is thickest thieves with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay. Mm-hmm. They go all the way back. Yeah. And the second part about that is, while Fontenot had, you know, he really he was wondering about that whole thing. That whole thing didn't even start until Deshaun Watson picked up the phone and called Blank. That's what started that process. So that being stated, now also this is the most important. I want you guys to listen very closely when I say this. Deshaun Watson was available for trade. That's the biggest difference. Everybody knew that the Texans were going to trade Deshaun Watson. All the GMs knew it, so they started they started going in. Baltimore has not even remotely stated that Lamar Jackson is available. Every press conference, they say, oh, we want Lamar. We want him here. We want him. Yeah, you can say they have to say that. The truth of the matter is, it has to be some truth to it. Otherwise, you will see GMs and teams actually going after Lamar Jackson. They know better than the, the public does. And then on top of that, when Lamar Jackson even stated that he asked for a trade early in March, oh, my goodness, did you see all the tweets? Oh, can we go after him now? Yeah. Did, y'all, did y'all catch the, the first part of that? It was early March. We're in late March right now. So, yeah, they knew. 
it changes absolutely nothing. So that being said, Lamar Jackson is not available. For that reason, Fontenot was not interested in pursuing him, period. There you go, Brian. I'm going to tell you, he should be a smooth jazz up. Now, that was the smoothest, (laughs) calmest answer that you could ever ask for. You got to We'll get to the second part of the question later on in the show, Brian. We'll talk about that, the draft later on. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I felt, man. When the news came out, I said, well, this doesn't really change anything. I mean, what does it change? I mean, like the guys, I mean, they've already said they were out. And what Arthur said, uh, if anybody saw Arthur Blank's comments with Steve Weish the other day, I mean, I think it was Steve Weish. Said, you know, that no, that was just exactly what you said. With Deshaun, it was a different person, different time, different situation, and this is a little different. He said, "This is a this is the first time in a long time we've had the luxury of having this amount of cap space." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know, because we've never had that before." And he's like, "It's up to Terry to explore the different opportunities." But it, nothing, nothing sounded like it was ever, you know, really thought about. Man, let me address something that I had a, a debate with uh, one of my colleagues about. He was like, "You know, the reason why." people think that they will go after Lamar Jackson because they went after Deshaun Watson. And I said, you know what? The fact that they went after Deshaun Watson, the exact reason why they will not go after Lamar Jackson. I got you. Great point. So I just, I, what, what got me was, and you know what? The media fed into it too. And when the media got involved, the fans went nuts and they just absolutely positively knew there was some truth to it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. There no was true to it. So when it finally came out, and then everybody decided they wanted to be upset, and I never understood that part. I'm thinking Fontenot, Smith, nor Blank never hinted at the Mm -hmm. fact that they were interested. So why all of this anger? I can't quite Mm -hmm. understand that part. Yeah, I mean, everybody just assumed that, you know, he'd be a great fit in the offense, and, you know, he would, you know, be amazing here and it would excite the fan base. It would fill the stadium and everything, all that stuff came out. And, um, and that's probably true. Like, I mean, there'd be a ton of folks yeah. who would go show up for him. It's hundred percent true. Uh, I thought, I think it'd be exciting as hell, but like what killed me was I didn't people finding it like, uh, Shannon Sharp today went off about it. Uh, you know, I was like, dude, like, did, did, did you even, con- do you consider what he's saying? Like if, if it's what kind of money he's talking about and actually, there was a tweet, I think it was by Stephen Holder at uh, ESPN. Um, that, uh, he's over at, he's at the owner's meeting now. He said, regardless of what the Colts or any anyone else might love about Lamar Jackson, the very clear stance for people here at the owner's meetings I've talked to is that whatever contract demands he is currently making are absolutely a non-starter. So if he's wanting some crazy amount of, you know, guaranteed money, then it shouldn't surprise anybody. The owner's going to be like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not. Precedent. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about that is, you know, I've heard many, you know, with conspiracy theories talking about collusion and things of that sort. You know, you can't consider that. But at the same time, you know, GMs, they know what's going on, you know, on the inside. They know what Baltimore was doing in regards to Lamar Jackson. That's why Fontenot came out so quickly when they not, you know, they not not exclusively tagged him and said, no, we're not, you know, we're not involved in that. We're not going to because they never were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of those things where, oh, they thought about it. And then as soon as they said it, no, we're just going to say. Yeah. But for him, it was never an option. Because mm-hmm. honestly, this is how I feel that like the whole thing went. After that whole thing with Deshaun Watson went down. And remind me, let me remind everyone that Deshaun Watson got 230 mil fully guaranteed from Cleveland. And Atlanta wasn't willing to match that. And mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson 
is Arthur Blank's boy. So what on earth makes you think? There you go. There you go. They were even going, they were even going to, you know, to entertain that with Lamar Jackson. See, that's what I was like. People are just not paying attention. That's when you know some no, people aren't paying attention to the situations oh, yeah. or what mm -hmm. spe specifically happened for that reason. So when I see people going off in the media, I mean, the media hasn't let this go and they're not going to you know, for a while now. And um, that's fine. I have two points to this is I think that the uh, the media wanted us to have him more than the actual people in Georgia, like the fans. It was more of a media thing. They, they you should get Lamar Jackson, and that influences uh, stupider fans. And I want to say this too: stupider people have to have excitement in order to uh, even acknowledge talent. Like it can't be boring. It can't be like Matt Ryan and you acknowledge it. It have to be Michael Vick for you to acknowledge it. If you're dumber, that's no offense to dumb people listening. Cause I'm dumb on certain topics, but you might be dumb if you can't see. So I'm not saying that Desmond is the man, huh? but I'm saying that I've seen a, a, that are people in this world that if you're not exciting and it's not, oh my God, like if you're not on like Madden, on like 99, then they just see you as, I don't want him as my quarterback or he's a bum average player. And you can't be like that. You got to understand the game of football better than that. But you know what's interesting about that is when you see Twitter, it's like, oh, Desmond Ritter is ass. It's like, okay. And you just kind of, I, I just roll past it because that's when you know. Mm -hmm. They have no clue what they're talking mm -hmm. about in regards to the whole situation. And, and that's fine. Just don't come to me like you act like you know what you're talking about because you're going to get blasted. Yeah. So uh, uh, just keep your, your opinions to yourself because it's not going to go well for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's been quite a few. Uh, the mute button's been very, very uh, yeah. useful over the last you know month or so. And yeah, because sure. honestly, when I see somebody call him as or mid, I'm thinking to myself, you don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going no, to before I embarrass you. So, and 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 that's. And like you, you were right, Mike. It's one of those things where it's the excitement element. Yeah, that's really that that Lamar Jackson is because if we're being honest with each other, Lamar Jackson hasn't even had a thirty-five hundred yard season. Mm. Oh, let alone a four thousand yard season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The most he the the most yards he did uh, he completed was in his MVP season. That was like 3,300. 3, yeah, he hasn't even eclipsed four thousand. So nobody talks about that part. Mm -hmm. And listen to me. I'm not, you know, Lamar Jackson is my dude. I think he has, he's a very exciting player. He has a lot to offer to the game. But if you're going to talk football, talk football when you, mm -hmm. when you talk about him. Because, I mean, talking about excitement is one thing. And that's, to me, I felt like, now I'm just going to be honest with you. I was on the side of, let's not get him. That's where I was. Because mm -hmm. there, we've had the franchise quarterback yet. I mean, not a lot of people like Mike Ryan. There was a lot of discourse in regards to Ryan because they thought they saw him a certain specific way. Mm -hmm. But for me, as much as he did for that franchise, oh, he the, he deserves to be in the ring and on and maybe even a possible Hall of Fame candidate. Man, but amplify his was, mic, John. Uh, amplify his <laughs> mic. He, he, he because he wasn't, look, because he wasn't exciting. No, yes. They take him down a peg. Yep. Yeah. It's a big thing. So, I mean, people like to bring up stats when it's when it suits them. Mm -hmm. But as soon oh, as you sure. bring up something that, you know, completely throws them off, then all of a sudden, oh, he's just ass. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> yep. Exactly right. Uh, we'll hop in the chat real quick and see what's going on there. Kenny said, uh, what's up, fellas? Kenny, oh, my Kenny. man. He said, I'm confident with DR4s, our QB, especially with all the moves Uncle Terry is making across the board, especially here in today. we got CC that I always wanted on the team. Let's go. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, thanks to Alberto, man, our boy from 95 Sports yeah. uh, Talk Show. Nice. He, he texted me. Uh, I was telling I woke up this morning. I woke up, looked over my phone. I had a text from him saying, hey, we just signed Calais. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, that's a great way to start the day right there. Um, Man, let me tell you something real quick about Clay's Campbell. I had just woken up. Same here. I'm talking like, I'm like wiping the crust out my eyes. <laughs> about to go to the bathroom. And I pick my photo. I'm like, wait, what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I see that right? I said, watch. I bet you I'm just going to wake up from a dream and get pissed off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I looked again and I looked again. I said, oh, damn. And the only reason why it surprised me was that he was supposed to be meeting with who what, he had Jets two other meetings later this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't I think it was with Buffalo yeah, and, and the Jets. And yeah. the Jets. And so I just knew he was doing it to see it all the way up because he could have he could have taken his time in regards to the entire process because he's been doing this for forever. So I just knew we weren't going to hear anything until next week. That's what I had already made up in my mind that we weren't going to hear anything Same about here. Clay's Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. What I did know is that we had a really good chance of, of snagging him based on what I had heard. But what I also heard was he was going to take his time before he made his decision. So I was completely floored. Yeah, I thought maybe, you know, with the Bills, something like that, he maybe, you know, obviously he's 30, he'd be 37, I think, in September. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe want to sign with somebody who maybe really has a, like, a, like a serious chance of getting a ring this year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he said in his comments, I mean, he said that, you know, um, he thinks he's excited about what, what we're doing here and with the additions that we've made. And we could surprise a lot of people this year. So And you can't. Um, he 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 came in the spring. He he, he seen them girls in Atlanta. Trust me, he came in the spring oh. at the right time. And that man said, "I don't need to see nothing else." He didn't even go visit the. I, I'm cool, and I'm happy oh. he did it. He made you everybody better believe. As soon as he goes to Flowery Branch to sign that contract that night, they're going to Magic City and get them. There you go, things. Bruh. There you go. <laughs> yes, he Bates. You see, he came in. He he hung out. You see what happened. Just one night in Atlanta, change your life. That's all it takes. That's the truth. That's all it that takes. Is it. Vic, what's Vic, going on, buddy? What up, Vic? We're a live show. Let's go. What's going on, Kendra? Good to see Kendra, you. What up, Fleek? What's happening, brother? Come on, Good to man. see you, dude. Vic said, "Nice set." Yeah, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, MLB starts tomorrow, man. Go Braves. There I'm you go. Um, Ant, what's going on, buddy? Ant, what up, man? Jordan said, "Hey, what's up, Falcons Jordan. fan? Ready for another great show? Appreciate you it, Jordan." Ready? Uh, and he said, the talent just keeps rolling in, guys. I'm out of my Falcon mind. Man, yeah. we got Ev on the show. Come on, man. We just what's taking it up tonight. Miss Pam, Pam, what's going on? Uh, and they said, what's up, Glaze? Glaze. What's up, what's up? Like, uh, what's going on, man? This is uh, this is Trey yeah, Sean. Man, man, yeah. yeah it's hey, obvious. I, really, I hate Dick, man. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> I hate him. I just, I hate him. Oh, man. man. What's going on, man? Giving game sports game. talk, man. Make sure y'all check buddy? him out, man. What's going on? I appreciate that, dude. Appreciate that. Um, Taylor Vip, man, what's going on, man? So rise Taylor, up. Taylor, what's up? Miss B, what's happening? Miss B. Author Blank said, or Miss B said, Author Blank shouldn't have explained that. He talked too much. So he, yeah, talked he really about. did. He, he, he yeah. kept a lot of that to himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uncle Steve, what's happening, man? Steve! Make sure y'all check out Uncle Steve's Lounge, man. Great, great show. Great dude, man. Great content. Uh, what's up, guys? I think it's similar to the draft in 21 when folks wanted Justin Fields. When your team is losing year after year, we just want quick fixes. Ritter makes sense, but we can dream. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that, you know, you bring up, you know, the whole 
um, Justin Fields thing. And I've, I've responded to that as well. Now, I've always said for a GM that's just coming in, if you don't love a QB prospect, do not take him because you're tying your career to him. Yeah, facts. Now, for me, if he had gone after Fields at, at the fourth overall pick, I would have been cool with it simply because that means that he loves that he loves him as a prospect and he's going to ride out with him. Mm-hmm. But because he didn't, I was fine with it, and that's the reason why he didn't love him as a prospect. As a GM, you can't you can't do that and and keep your job, you know. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm not exactly sure. Like with um with the Jets, did it second overall. <laughs> That was a big mess. So it's, that's what I'm saying. You can't do that and expect to keep your job for very long. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they didn't go after Fields, it didn't bother me. I liked him as a prospect, but at the same time, it feels, I mean, if Fontenot didn't feel a certain type of way about him as a QB, I was cool with him passing on him because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he didn't love him. Because what you don't do, you don't sell with the QB position. No. Yeah. You just don't because that that's a career killer. So if they weren't feeling that way about Fields, Hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. MSB said, but you just brought up stats, make it make sense. I'm not sure exactly. We maybe we were talking about with uh, because sure. no, because he said that people bring up stats and it like suits the argument sometimes. And she said, but you just brought up stats, make it make sense. She came right for your head, Glaze. She came right out the gate and swung at your head. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing about bringing up stats. Stats are just a number, but they are, you know, they are they they can either make a play or break a play, no matter how you how you shake it. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I don't normally here's I'm gonna tell you guys a little secret. I don't like PFF. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I don't in really. quantifying, I don't believe in quantifying play on the field. Maybe it's because I'm hating and I didn't come up with it first, but I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. just saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't believe in quantifying play on the field using numbers. I never have. I mean, stats can tell a story, but if you're going to bring up stats, we can bring them all up. That's what that's what I mean when I say that. Yeah, you already. I look at film, I look at players, and I look how they react to certain situations. Right. Some people love bringing up stats, so if you want to do that, we can do that. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to go the way you want it to because you felt like you had to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am with that. I normally don't do it, but a lot of people have a tendency to throw that in my face, and I just have to throw it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing with PFF. We have we use it occasionally, but no. And the reason we will use it is it it's the one one of the few things that everybody's kind of if you want to call it yeah, graded yeah. on graded on equally. So you can at least kind of see, even though some of their ratings it's way are off like sometimes, some though. just whack as hell. Way way somebody, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we watch, yeah. watch some, and you're like, that dude did not have a good game. How is yeah. that great? Right. So like that, yeah, some of the shit that make sense at all. Um, all right, guys, we'll do a quick pay the bills back in less than a minute. To continue on the show. Let's be honest. You're here because you love sports. We love sports too. And our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches, and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports related. Go over to one, rowonebrand.com to check out their great inventory. And when you use the promo code VSP15, you'll get 15% off any item on the whole site. That's code VSP15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Low Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts. 
There you go. Make sure you check out Row One Brand. Um, so some random stuff, guys. Um, y'all see that Philly released a hype video for Marcus this week? I did. Yeah, I uh, they left out a, a highlight though. So and I, 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 you I, got I, dragged. I, Speaking I, of dragging, you got to, dragged on Twitter this week, Johnny. He left out a very athletic highlight that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, when he did like a little helicopter on the ground and threw mm-hmm. it. So I just said y'all left one out, and you would have thought, man. Like I had a guy tell me oh. I was a failure at life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, you get a ring. I saw you got some evil. I, they came for you this week. The Philly you? fans really. Some of the Philly fans really took offense to it. Like they've mm-hmm. been there like their entire career. I'm like, guys, like this is obviously a joke. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, clearly, like, yeah. So it was it was hilarious though. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you all think at least you all think Falcons fans are brutal. Oh, Philly is unbelievable. Philly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They they go for the throat. And, and they and, keep at it. Oh, oh they yeah. came for John's throat. They ripped it out, put it back in, and ripped it out again. I loved it, man. It was so. It was like I told Michael. Yeah, he was laughing was, the whole time. He oh, took it. It was, it was such an unintentional like welcome and welcome thing. Because if, if I can piss off Philly fans at the same time of just having some fun, hey, that's great. Yeah, but um, oh yeah, that's fine. Hey, man. yeah. Oh, so um, listen, real quick, guys. I just want to chime in here. Um, can you all tell people at home who are on Twitter? how to how you and you because you do a great job at it john and he does as well how do you keep your temper when that happens to you when you just when just say you made a joke you made a comment and everybody come like in a mean-spirited way for your neck why do you think it's fun like he's laughing now as i'm saying this he's laughing now so what how do you keep smiling and you keep it positive and i want to ask john that and you have to okay good you know, what's funny to me is I'm going to be completely honest. Um, initially, I had an issue with it, but but I'm going to I'm going to go give give a shout out to the great Aaron Freeman. Falc fans. There you go. Aaron Freeman. The, the way the way the way he approaches it is just so funny. And, and I was like, you know what? I've been doing this wrong the whole time. So for me. I'm like, you know how I'll, you guys used to watch, you know, uh, cartoons on Saturdays back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. Bugs, yeah. Money, and Elmer Fudd, you know, the more pissed Elmer would get, the Bugs would kiss him. <laughs> I just be kissing them. It's, the angrier they get, the more I kiss them. And it's just, it's, it becomes comedy to me at that particular point because there is no reason, none, to get that fired up over Twitter. It, okay. There's just no reason, especially sports. There's no reason for that. No. I mean, why are you so angry? It just, Go have a coconut smile or something, man. It'll be okay. And that's no, where yeah. I am with it at this point. Same man. <laughs> Same sports, man. man. Yeah. If I was in no. my twenties, if I was in my twenties, I might be spelling right back off at him. Like just, I you know, you. I might, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, like, I just, I, I think it's if, if if they say something crazy, I'll just keep feeding it. You yeah, know, just you a kid. <laughs> so I mean, just. Uh, I just don't care. I mean, like, and if they, they're either going to stop or they're just keep getting more angry. And either way, I'm going to win because it's, it's, it works out. John screenshot so, you and he like texts me and I just have good, he doesn't take it that serious. Trust me. He's not. No, no, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I've seen some, like, even like one of our listeners, like, I mean, like she had a, um, just over a, a positive Desmond Ritter post dude came in and said he was going to spit on her daughter. Damn. I mean, like, what the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, I mean, yeah, just insane, man. Like, so like, those, why, I guess, why are you making that personal? That's exactly, that's okay. exactly. Now, if somebody came in my family, then we have a little different uh, discussion. But I mean, but even yeah, then, but, but even then, I'm like, 
homeboy, uh, I'm 6'3", 215. I yeah. wish you would. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, I'm not moving and I'm not scared of you. What's up? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and uh, also some news that came out of Arizona. Uh, I guess they're not going to make the uh, Rough in the Passer reviewable, which kind of sucks. I'm not surprised. Mm. I'm not surprised, but think, it sucks. I, I think the reason for that is they don't want to make the game even longer than it already is. And that is that's a ridiculous, ridiculous rule ridiculous. in regards to everything. My brother, you know, he's old school and he played football like we all did. And it's like, you might as well name it, call it touch football at this particular yep. point. But um, I, I just, I had a feeling they weren't going to even play with that at this particular point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too bad. That's, that's the one that, you know, I'd, I'd rather see that sometimes rather than some of the other ones that they do review. Because, I mean, that's yeah. last year, obviously. Those, yeah. They, they end up making having an impact at my big, a big impact on the game. Exactly. Brady Jarrett. Oh, my. You yeah. know what? I'm not going to even go there. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Grady, Chris Jones last year. I mean, like, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, there's only so many things you can do, man. You can't, was, just, you can't defy gravity. That's one thing we haven't figured was, out yet. I was pissed for Chris on that one. I'm right. like, what? Yeah. Made no damn sense whatsoever, man. Lord Hudson, what's up, Lord, buddy? What up? He said, new to this podcast. Hey, man, welcome in, buddy. Nice what's to have you, buddy. Come on back. Miss Carissa, what's happening? Miss Carissa, what's up? James, what's going on? James. Get over here. And you will. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, JJ the Great. What's happening, brother? Good to see you, man. Glad you hey, catch a live tonight, man. And uh, let's see. JJ said, not sure if y'all already talked about it, but how do y'all feel about Thursday night games? Able to be flexed now. Yeah. Uh, what you say, buddy? I don't like it. Me either. Because when you're dealing with, first of all, you're just piling on to the players. You already add an additional game to the season. Yep. Now you're flexing Thursday night football games. You guys are putting the players through entirely too much right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all for the buck. Oh, 100%. See what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. That's- yeah, same, very same reasons, man. Uh, I, I totally agree. All right, Mike has a little special uh, thing for you, buddy. How about so, you know, Ev, I had to get you. We got you on the show. Now we got to get you on the show. You know what I'm saying? So we okay. got a game called Glaze Ablaze. You know what I mean? <laughs> Glaze Ablaze. <laughs> what I'm gonna do? As I'm going to just spit off some rapid-fire questions to you, you try to answer them with the first thing that come off to your head, okay? Your opinion matters, buddy. It's a weighted opinion, so we care. So we want to know. The people want to know. Now, first question. Here we go. Glaze of blaze. Number one, if Ritter works out, would the Twitter doubters admit they were wrong? If? Absolutely not. Why won't they? Because they, they would rather be right than to win, period. Jesus. Now that's a quotable. You would rather be right than win. It's a lot of y'all. I hate you. Now, okay, Glaze. Here we go. Glaze or Blaze. You have to rock one of these jerseys. You have no choice. You have to pick one of three. It's a former Falcon. Do you wear the Matt Ryan Colts jersey? Do you wear the Calvin Ridley Jaguars zero jersey or the Julio Jones Tampa Bay jersey? You have to wear one. Calvin Ridley, the zero jersey for the Jaguars. I got to cop it. I gotta cop it. Gotta get the Calvin Ridley. That, that thing that's looks fire. Nasty. It really does. That's, voice, that's gonna be nasty. Look, okay. I'm actually thinking about buying it right now. But go ahead. See, there you go. I love <laughs> it. Okay, I got one. Um, now, I need you to. You are commonly known as the most rational man on Twitter. Okay, I need you to take a topic that fans 
are irrational about on Twitter and just make the glaze of blaze rational argument to the Twitter fans. Go. Desmond Ritter. He's trash. He's ass. He's mid. Okay. First and foremost, Ritter's only played four games up to this particular point, and he's improved in every single game that he played. First and foremost, that's, that's the first thing. Second thing, he has deserved and earned a chance at winning the spot. And now that he has it, he has a chance and, and deserves to, to keep it. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They believe in him for reasons that none of you know. <laughs> none of you know. And for those of you that say you watch film on them, you can't possibly have done that. Mm-hmm. Because if you did, you would see a lot about this man, this grown man with a family, by the way, and his maturity to know that he has natural leadership skills, and that's why they love him so much. You know what else? He may not be as talented as Lamar Jackson. He might not be as talented as some of these other, Q- other QBs that are coming through the league. But you know what? I guarantee you, I'd bet money him that the ones that have been drafted this year and the ones that he was drafted last year will not outwork him. Mm. Period. I agree. I agree with that. I think John agree with that. Yeah. He's oh, competitive. Yeah. The team follows him and he's only 23, 22 years old and they listen to him. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And he carries himself the way a man should. The that w- goes a long way in the pro game. You can have all the speed in the world. You can have the biggest arm in the world. But if you don't have the mentality, the maturity, and the leadership qualities, you will not make it. Talk to him, especially at the quarterback position. Especially uh, at the quarterback position. I so glaze all that stuff that you're talking about. What is the best spot for Aaron Rodgers to land? The Jets. He 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 should he be he'll be better at the Jets. Now, because and the reason why I say that is because of how the team is set up as it is right now. Okay. Because initially, I said that Lamar Jackson would probably be a good, you know, he would be, a, you know, a good option for the Jets. But now that they're kind of gone all the way in with Aaron Rodgers, huh? that's the place for him to go. Because right now, they're built to okay. win now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've gotten, they've gotten, they've gotten a, <laughs> a bunch of new receiving options. They have a good young defense. All they need is a signal call to lead the way. Mm-hmm. The Jets. So Eric can go in do his job and they should at least be in the playoffs and be in competing and considering he's on the twilight of his career that's the best spot for him right now you heard it here first jet okay glazer blaze the best spot for odell beckham oh that's a good one um honestly i think he'd be better off going back to the giants come ooh, on ooh. glazer blaze why why you say that because because you know Daniel Jones, it, while he does have some weapons, Daniel Jones, I can't say he's worth the, the contract that he's got. And if oh, the Giants want to win with the ball, I think you think having somebody like Odell Beckham, as sure-handed as he is, and such a big play threat that he is, he makes Daniel Jones look good. You, that's true. That's true. So if you want to take the next step with the Giants and, and moving forward on the offensive side of the ball. To me, to me, he's a good puzzle piece for that system, for the ball, because I think he just goes in and plays. Now, the one place I think he shouldn't go is Dallas. Don't, 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 mm. Shit. Mm. don't even touch Dallas. But that's a diff- that's a different story. Well, he says, but yeah, he I, says think Odell, I think Jets, 
and OBJ to the Giants. Yeah, I think you he heard? would be a good fit for the Giants. I got another one, Glazer Blaze. Name me a 90s rapper that you wish the kids today could hear in their prime. That if the 90s rapper was in his prime, you wish the people of today, the kids today, could hear this rapper in his prime. You know, I'm always going back and forth on the 90s rappers, but for this purpose, it has to be Tupac Shakur. No! Yeah, you said it right. It has to be Tupac. It has to be Tupac because Tupac, when he, as a lyricist, Tupac, he was, I mean, he was a, po- he was a poet. Man. And if you really paid attention to what he said, you'd have to be like, wait a minute, what did he just say? I mean, we rewind that because that was deep. He was way beyond himself mm-hmm. in the 90s. And these hip hop artists now can't touch him. Oh, no. They can't even close. remotely touch no, him. No. Yeah. The kids need to hear him. And it's so funny. I think about that. You brought that up. I'm thinking, like, I'm like, I'm sounding like my pops. These young ones never don't know anything Dude. about no damn hip hop. <laughs> Let me tell you about some hip hop. <laughs> but for yeah. me, it's got to be Tupac. Gotta Tupac. Be. I love it. All right, Glazer Blaze. You have unlimited ingredients. I mean, unlimited ingredients. Make us a bussin' bussin' Glazer Blaze sandwich. Ooh. Let me see. Um, I got some some sliced turkey. All right. Some provolone cheese. Okay. Bacon. Got to have the bacon. Okay. Um, a mix of spinach and lettuce on top. Thinly sliced tomatoes. Ooh. Mayo and some and some spicy mustard on top of that. Smack that thing together and buzzin' buzzin'. What type of bread are we using? Oh, for me, I like the honey wheat or sourdough. Oh, sourdough is super underrated, by the way. Glazer oh, Blaze sandwich. Y'all gotta try that sandwich. Okay, Glazer Blaze, I got one. Are the Buffalo Bills good as we think they are? Are, are? are they the same as the Bills from the 90s? Are they gonna get to the playoffs a bunch of times and then slide on down that hill? Which one is it? I gotta be honest with you. I, to me, the Buffalo Bills have hit a wall. Um, they are a playoff team, but they're not a championship caliber team. You say, I, I you, yeah, I just said that. Um, they're, they, there's to me, they have the pieces, they have some the pieces necessary to be a playoff team, but you have to start asking yourself at this particular point do if they have the big play mentality. Can they rise to the occasion? Because mm-hmm. they have yet to really do that. Now, with Jim Kelly in the in the Bills of the nineties, that first Super Bowl they lost, they should have won. Man, <laughs> yeah, that was on my birthday. The first actually. one they lost, they should have oh, won. Yeah. And to me, yeah. and to me, that started to that started the the decline for them. I think that one right there was it hurt them so much that they really didn't fully recover from it because. I mean, you can't you miss a you can't miss a field goal like that. Mm-hmm. You just nah. so for me, I felt like for that team, it's that team to me was better. They just shouldn't have lost that first Super Bowl that they mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. But I don't that as, as this team is right now, this Buffalo Bills team is not a Super Bowl team. Damn, know. now that's a hot take. You said not. No, not even a. You heard it here first, Glazer Blaze. I got two more team. for you. I got two more for you. Michael Jordan in his prime against Kobe Bryant in his prime, one-on-one, Glazer Blaze. Who's getting the W? That's a tough one. And I'm going to tell you why. They're like mirror images of each other. I know. And and (laughs) that's why I'm asking you the question. They got same moves, everything. Put it to you this way. 
in a best of seven series, best it's going seven. seven, but Jordan was crafty enough to pull it out. Mm, okay, but it, but but it's going seven. It's going. It's going three. seven. I think it's going. Oh, seven. it's going seven. Yeah. <laughs> With no, those two, it's, it's going. And knowing Kobe, Kobe, God rest his soul, Kobe, Kobe would have probably wanted two more after the fact. No doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, had you said Joe, had you said Jordan and LeBron, that would have been easier. But Jordan and Kobe, that's different. Jordan and Kobe. All right, the last one. I got one for you. Nick Laser Blaze, I've noticed some again. You are the most rational person. You seem calm. You seem like you use flawless logic. So I got a good parenting one for you. Your kid can't sing, but your kid <laughs> has been practicing for this talent show, and you hear him in the other room. <laughs> you it sound horrific. Right, but they are intent, they confident as they can be. They saying, Dad, it's on Thursday, I'm gonna show out in front of the school. Now, you don't want them to be, be embarrassed, you they father, and you the but what do you say when they got the outfit? They say, Dad, I'm going on Thursday, I done practice, I'm gonna kill it, I crush it, I'm I'm swear I'm gonna do good. You are their father. Do you encourage this? Do you do you tell them they trash? How is Glaze a blaze parent in that situation? Okay, so there's a follow-up question I have to this. Is okay. it a, a little girl or a little boy? Girl. Very important. It's a girl. It's a girl. That's very important. It's a girl. Oh, so that's different. Ooh. Mm. Um, and she, uh, uh, but she thinks she'd be on Ooh. Uh, uh, baby. Um, um, ooh, that's that's tough because you don't want to disappoint them, but you also want them to go up there and get booed off stage. Not, so this is what you do. You are the most rational, calm person on Twitter. So what type of advice you giving? Okay, I really encourage you to go up there and give it your all, but understand that this may not be the career that you ultimately end up with. <laughs> now that's good parenting, man. I'm like, I'm like, look, let me tell you what he what he is like in like young, in like person form. You know, like the little gas that they stick in your arm when you get caught like doing a crime and they putting you to death. That's what he is. He gonna kill you in a very gradual, subtle way, in the <laughs> kindest, most sweetest way. He's still gonna murder you. I love Ooh. it. Great parenting. I love it, buddy. Glazer blaze. Give him a hand. Hilarious. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Got it. Uh, Says, hey, Mike, John, Ev in the chat. Sorry I'm late. Decided to get a facial last night. Hey, it's okay. Opening a seven where I'm relaxing, but cut into my time with y'all. It's okay. You can go, go back. Oh, I'm honored. Here. It's all good. got to take care of you. Do your thing. Lord, said, I've done oh. a side-by-side -side comparison. Ritter uh -oh. and Lamar's last four games, uh -oh. and they were very similar in passing uh -huh. and rushing. Man, don't be careful, don't you man. get nothing started up in here, because yeah. you know. Okay, so speaking uh -huh. of facts, Miss B yes. said, y'all got a lot of confidence and optimism to help you right. Well, it's not even about that. You know, it's about, for me, again, when it comes to Ritter, everybody is so, it's not, I tell a lot of people this, Ritter is a true victim of the type of quarterback that's in play in this, in this current time frame. If Ritter was a, a, a college prospect back in the Matt Ryan days, he's, oh, yeah. a, he's a surefire first round pick yeah. without question. Mm-hmm. But because of now, everybody, uh, you know, everybody's just, you know, they love the, you know, the Anthony Richardson's. I mean, dude is a, a straight up beast of an athlete mm -hmm. and he has a cannon of an arm. So, so now Ritter is in that, you know, he, he's in that area. And I got to be honest with you, last year when I wrote a scouting report on Ritter, I even said it. 
Ritter is good from the neck up, but he's just not going to wow you with any of his physical traits. Mm-hmm. He's a good athlete. He can he has a he has a pro ready arm. He doesn't have the best arm, and he's not the best athlete. And I think that's why people kind of downplay him mm-hmm. so much because when you put him against people like Malik Willis, now think about this: Malik Willis, I mean, dudes, I mean, he's stacked. He's built. He's fast, and he's just a he's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Now, that being stated, his his ceiling is much much higher because of all his physical traits, mm-hmm. but his floor could be much, much lower. And for somebody like him, every all of it has to come together in the pro game. For Ritter, what's so good about Ritter at this particular point is you know what you're getting from a work aspect. You know what you're getting from a maturity aspect already. And that's half the battle when you talk about kids being professionals. That's a big thing, especially at the quarterback position. A lot of people don't think about that. You know, mm-hmm. even with Michael Vick, Michael Vick was the most elite athlete on the field when he played, mm-hmm. but maturity was a, was a factor for him, mm-hmm. and it ended up and it ended up rearing, rearing its ugly head. So, when you think about these quarterbacks, I just want people to think about the overall picture. Yeah, he has a cannon of an arm. Yeah, he's an athlete. Yeah, he makes splash plays. Richardson, he'll run for a 65, 70 yard touchdown. But the question you have to ask yourself is, what happens when he gets the money in his pocket? Mm-hmm. What happens when he's a millionaire? What happens when he goes into that locker room and football is all that is football is all he has? He doesn't have to go to class. He has to do this. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have a structure per se outside of OTAs. Everything he does, he has to do on his own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to push him. Nobody's going to hold his hand. Is he going to have to drive to be that good player? And that much we know about Ritter. We know Ritter is going to be competitive. We know Ritter has leadership qualities. You know Ritter's going to be the first person in the building and the last person out. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to work in this game relentlessly. And now all he has is his family in football. So you know he's going to put the time in. All of this we actually physically know about Ritter, which is why I'll always say Ritter will be just, uh, he will be just fine as a pro. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I am, that I am completely sure of. Yeah, man. And we've said on the show, I don't know how many times, I mean, like, and the QB position itself is the hardest one to project to the next level. So yes. when you have, when you have a guy that's got the intangibles, that's what you bet on. If he's got the athletic yeah. traits, then you bet on the guy that's got the intangibles that, you know, not everybody's going to have. So he's already, he comes with them already. So it's just a matter of him putting it together on the field. How quickly can he process what he sees in front of him? How quickly can he make the right reads, all that stuff on a more consistent basis when he does that. And also, we talked about it last week, Mike, and we uh, we did a show. I mean, we did an entire show on quarterbacks because it was mm-hmm. you, you know yeah. our guy. They, the, the show, the talk guy, is insane, right? And so we right. AF would love that show. He would, yeah, we honest. should have on that one. Yeah, but it was. I mean, yeah. you, you look at the, around the league. So there's 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 19 uh, first round quarterbacks in the league. So just over half, um, and all varying degrees of success. Obviously, we we know that by looking at them um, and what they've done. So. You, you it's number is obviously it's hard to project, but it's also what situation do they end up in? So, right, Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. we talked about last week. I mean, like, come on now. I mean, he, Shanahan's offense, perfect fit apparently because mm-hmm. he was fantastic. So you can't tell me that every team was dumb enough to miss on this guy. No, mm-hmm. he, fe- he he fell into a great situation. So, and like in our offense. I mean, look how we're building this offense. And that's what I planned on talking about tonight, to be honest with you. We were going to talk about how the offense is going to uh, – might look, what the offense might look like going into the next season. And we still, we still will. But with these uh, right. 
changes that happened over the, you know, after Witter being named the starter and Calais coming off, so it changed the show a little bit. But um, with those additions that we're adding, um, it takes a lot less off of, of right. Rid. So like, he, didn't have to, he didn't have to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I have this I have this mentality when it comes to first-run quarterbacks, and especially if you're drafted in the top 10. And from a schematic point of view, if I'm drafting you in the top 10, that means that you can you can actually work in virtually any scheme that I put you in. Mm-hmm. You are scheme versatile as a QB. That's why you're a top 10 or a top five pick. And if you're not that, you're not supposed to be picked in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So when I think about play people like Ritter, and I think for me, I even mentioned it in my scouting report. I was like, I don't love Ritter. I hate Ritter as a first round or a first round pick because he's scheme specific. Mm-hmm. Let's be real about it. Oh, yeah. I, I could have tolerated him as a second round pick, which is what I thought he was going to be. But I absolutely loved him as a third round pick because he can thrive in the scheme and the system that Arthur, uh, that Arthur Smith has. And sometimes it's more about fit than anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when you when you get a first round QB in the top 10, you expect them to thrive in any scheme that you throw at them. Mm-hmm. That you know, any QB up that high is scheme versatile period or, or supposed to be <laughs> it doesn't always work out that way mm-hmm. doesn't always work out that way but they're supposed to be scheme versatile so when i when i when i hear and people talk about the first round thing yeah if you're drafted in the first five picks top 10 you should be scheme versatile as a not only as a, a player in general but a qb especially that means i can drop you in any team in any situation and you're going to come out and thrive mm-hmm that's how sure I am about you that I'm drafting you in the top five. That's why when I say when people draft these quarterbacks in the top five, you better be sure. Mm-hmm. You better love that prospect because you're you're betting your career on it. You betting your career on it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. with Ritter, and that's another thing. People talking about, oh, this is a huge risk putting Ritter as a starter. No, it's not. Why, why is it all of a sudden a big risk that you're putting a third round pick and as a starter? after he's proven to the coaching staff that he can handle the duties. That's not a risk. A risk would have been picking Ritter at the top 10 last year and then throwing him in as a starter because at that particular point, your career's on the line. Mm-hmm. He has to work at that point. Now, because now because of his draft status, because the when they picked him, if he works out, great. Yeah. You have your quarterback for the next three, four years before you have to pay him. If he doesn't, you can go back to the well because now you have your team. A uh, glaze, I think he put this on Twitter and I think he worded it perfectly. He was saying that um it is not the it's not the end all be all for Ritter. Like it's either him or nothing. He'll get a shot. He just gonna get a shot to do it. He yeah. may just gonna get a fair shot to do it. That's all anybody's saying. The man yeah. is giving my I think that we would all be lying if if somebody say, I know he's gonna kill it. Because right, even right, man, I'm out of my falcon mind, and I don't know he's gonna kill it. And I tell you, like a goat was gonna kill it. If we had a, a goat <laughs> in a jersey, I would tell you we was gonna win. So I say anything, but even I'm not sure. So I think that all anyone is saying is the man deserves a whole like, like he said, Please. now it ain't no uh he not a rookie, he don't gotta go through that. He's not in college, he ain't studying, it's just football with a whole yeah. offseason and some weapons. We just wanna see. That's all we're saying. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about it is 
the, the negativity surrounding it is just weird to me. And if I defend it, all of a sudden I'm a what do they call it a lesbian or whatever the oh, yeah. <laughs> that whatever the new crap these kids are coming up with. Yeah, I said kids because that's the only kids will come up with <laughs> crap like that. Just because here, here's here's how I roll. Like I said, I'm I'm really rational. I'm going to give you a shot until you prove to me that you don't deserve it anymore. Yeah, that's just how I roll. We don't know what he's going to be at the pro level, nope. not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. So just sit back and support him. How hard is that? You would you're, think you're a fan, right? It's your right. team. All right. That's one. Like we said earlier team. that there are fans who would like rather be right. Right. Than wrong. Mm-hmm. That's and it's the truth. Right. This is yeah, this is this is a very, very true story I'm about to tell you. There's a, a guy. Of course, I won't mention him. He he's not a fan of Ritter at all. And I, you know, I said it was fine because I mean, we all have our, you know, what we like and what we don't like in regards to QB prospects, and that's completely fine to have your your opinion about that, and it's cool. This is not a joke. His first game, <laughs> every time it made a respect. See, I told you he wasn't it. That's and my then favorite. all of a sudden, he scrambles on the fourth down play and gets the first down. This is not a joke. All you saw was good play. Period. On his yeah. tweet, mm-hmm. so you minimize those. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what what is it costing you? This is the same give kind of shot. Give him his props yeah. when he does a good job at something. Mm-hmm. What why does it always have to be? Okay, I said he was I was right about him when I watched film and I need I need to be right. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. Now another big one. This man has played four games on a truncated rookie season, and I know how the rookie season goes. I've seen it. The offseason, you deal with the combine. You deal with timing, you know, getting your 40 time right. Interviewing with multiple, multiple, multiple teams. Top 30 visits. The draft. When the draft is over, meeting your teammates, meeting your team, getting your playbook. playbook. Learning your playbook. Learning your teammates. You go through all of that. You go through all of that. And then on top of everything else. And this is this is the part that's funny to me. People don't understand that when during the season, season practices aren't like training camp. It's completely different. It's completely different. They're game planning in the middle of the week. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Reuter was the scout team QB. What that means is he was the QB that they were using for the opponents so the defense could, you know, prepare for the following in for the following game. And after four games, this is not a joke. Riddle looks just like he did in Cincinnati. How is he supposed to look? Seriously. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie on a truncated rookie season. What did you expect to see his first year that was going to be so much better than what you saw in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. I somebody make that make sense to me. I just that that one was like, are you really serious right now? Did you really? And you know what's funny? You know how sometimes you can talk to people and you can things can come out of your mouth and you were like, oh, wait a minute. That wasn't smart. Let me back that up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that. On Twitter, you get to type it. You get to look at it before you <laughs> send it. So you actually you actually contemplated and looked at that before you sent it. And you thought you were smart in saying it. And I'm thinking, really? That's how you're going to do this? He was not going to look any different than he did in Cincinnati. Yeah. He hasn't had time to work on his game yet. It's a rookie. Gotta, and that tells you that people aren't giving this kid a chance. Mm-hmm. That tells was, you right there. 
And if there was a game on the schedule, I would have said I don't want him to start that game. It would have been in in, in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. later that on was, the season. I was, I was like, that that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a horrible, that's a pretty bad situation to be put in. Mm-hmm. And he handled it with class. Yeah. I mean, he did. Yeah, Whether yeah, you like I, him or you hate him, you had to respect the way he handled that game. Yeah, regardless yeah. of the you know the turnout on it. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I love Drake, but and, you know that drama. Yeah, I mean, you, that, you never know. That. You never know. Right. So, so I mean, so for me, I'm not on I'm not on Ritter's side. Like I said, I was indifferent to him when I actually did a scouting report on him, mm-hmm. but. He deserves his shot, period. Mm-hmm. And whether you like him or hate him, and you, whether you like the situation or hate the situation that he's in right now, that he's actually the starter and he's been named a starter, is irrelevant. Yeah. He's only played four games. Let the man play the season first before yeah. you decide to we gotta crucify see. him. You got to yeah. see. Yeah. And what's even worse about it is the man hadn't even thrown a pick yet. He flirted with it that first game. Oh, mm-hmm. sure did. Which yeah. It would have been totally cool if he had, but he ain't even throwing a pick. Just wait till he throws one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, the oh man. Watch as soon as he throws that first pick, it Watch is going. Get him out of there. He yeah. sucks. He's ass. Put somebody else in there. You mm-hmm. might as well get ready for it. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the mute's going to stay on, so that's not really going to go there. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just easier. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, same thing, man. And, I mean, with uh, – and I said yesterday on the reaction video that we did when, when – uh, that I did when Arthur was named in the starter – I mean, I don't, if, look, uh, we're just fans, man. Like, we don't make the decisions. We're either you're fans of the team or you're not. Like, we don't know what goes on behind the closed doors, what the mm-hmm. conversations they've had. We don't know what they see in practice or outside of outside of the football field. We don't know any of that stuff. We're just going off what we see as fans. So, as a fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect them to do their job, and I'm gonna support what they. Mm-hmm. Like Carrie just said, you know, Arthur named him QB one, so I think people should support him. Yeah, if you're a fan of the team, you should support him, whether you like mm-hmm. the decision or not. There's been decisions made over the season. Dude, look, we all three of us have been fans since 1991. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of decisions I know that three of us have not liked in the course yeah. of that time, right? But we've yeah. still been fans of the team. And I still I – didn't, I didn't like Marcus, man, but I wanted, to, I wanted him to do good. Mm-hmm. And I was rooting for him every week. And, yeah. and he did, it just didn't work out. So, like, I, I get it, man. Like, it's, you know – and, yeah, same thing. But we just don't have enough to see it. If he works out, great. Like you said, Ev, it's a third round quarterback. He's our guy. If we don't, okay, we may have a good a good backup, which is still a great value mm-hmm. for a third round quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So I and mean, I mean his, be his absolute floor is a good backup. His absolute exactly. floor is a good backup. Period. Exactly. Yeah. And you still have to be a fan. If if y'all don't think I was furious when they let Matty Ice go, oh, I wanted right. to burn the stadium down. <laughs> I was gonna get an oil can and walk around Mercedes Benz. You calm yourself down. I love my Atlanta Falcons. I'm gonna rock with them regardless. So here goes Perry that she She says that, ooh, I hope when I come on, Mike asks me about my sandwich order or just food questions in general. (laughs) There's one thing about me I like to eat. My kind of girl right there. Absolutely. Uh, Lord said, make sure sure y'all screenshot some of these anti-riddled tweets for when he starts turning them into believers. Yeah. But you know know what's interesting about that is for Ritter, I'm just giving the kid a shot. He said, Ev is on fire tonight. That's what my man Jordan said. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate (laughs) it, homie. But it just did. It's like, I mean, give the man a shot. That's, that's mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is that for you? I mean, mm-hmm. it can't be that. Because I remember back in the day, I had to talk myself into some decisions. I remember when Dimitrov in the third round drafted Desmond Southward. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. Damn it. Yes. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Who? I had to look this dude up because I'm like, Wait a minute. Okay, so he's fast. I mean, it, it might that, work. Well, yeah, was, <laughs> I was talking yeah. myself into everything, son. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
So, I mean, when I think about all this stuff now, like the Marge thing, they caught one guy, not, not a joke, he called Terry Fontenot a clown because he didn't go after Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's stuff like that. It's like, yeah. bro, for real. Again, I, and I have, to, I have to keep repeating this. Lamar Jackson isn't available. Mm-hmm. Sink it, let it, and then what, what's, what's messed up about me, about this to me is, oh, now the media's talking about something. They should, you know, put in the office. Oh, so basically, if I'm fun, I'm going to be the angry black man for fun. No, I'm going to say it right now. So let me tell you. So basically what you're telling me, you want me to make the attempt so you can feel better about where I'm going with my plan? Hell no. You want I am to... not about to put myself through an offer sheet just for Baltimore to match it and put myself on hold just to make you feel better about where mm-hmm. my direction is with this team is going. Mm-hmm. You don't pay my freaking mm-hmm. salary. Get out of my face with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not making an attempt. Are you, are you joking right now? Who wants to make an attempt? No one in Baltimore is sitting in the background saying, if that can work, I'm gonna go ahead and match that bad boy and call it a day. No, it's just that. It, that and if you follow that to... logic, try to get Beyonce from Jay Z. Just you know, just try. It. <laughs> I'm just, just try to saying. Make it hey, it might work. It might not. It may work. You don't. If you don't give it a shot, I don't think you're serious, bro. There, there you go. <laughs> you not don't want it if you don't give it a shot. So here's what Curry says. She said, "I'm supporting my QB number one." But never call me. That. <laughs> said, don't call her <laughs> Yo, they made that up on Twitter. I don't even know where that came it, from. That is, that uh, I, I think I saw Ritter Rider as well. That's another one. That's another Wow. Okay, yeah. you know, then I'm starting to question these people and what you know what they do for a living if they're coming up with names like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. You go from Desmond uh, to a Ritter Rider, seriously. <laughs> mm. So exactly right. it's it. Damsky, the with the plans. Oh, what's up? Doing, what's up, Adam? What's good, Yomi? But yeah, I just that that whole thing. I just I don't. Yeah, I, Desbian and all this other kind. Just because I've given the man a chance, I'm riding his coattails. Man, get out of here with that. Yeah, man. Last I checked, man, we're friends of the Falcons, so we would like our quarterback mm-hmm. to I'm do just, well. I'm just I just yeah. I want the young brother to to work out. I mean, oh, that's yeah. nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. Why would you not? You get a cheap right. ass quarterback for like three or four years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, why right. would you not want that to work? Like, yeah. Look, what, what they expect me to do? Go to the stadium with a like a Falcon shirt with an X on it, with the bag over my head because Desmond mm-hmm. is the starter. For mm-hmm. what? Give me, Give me a break, man. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Tripping. So, <laughs> man. All right. So, free agency. Obviously, man. We've all you know it's been going nuts, man. So, yeah. uh, football outsiders gave us a solid D plus. <laughs> and uh, I thought and that was funny, by the way. That's hilarious. You said a D. A D, a D, a D plus. plus, as a dog, yeah. Oh, that's outrageous! And, and then if y'all saw the uh, tweet by uh, Seth um, Walters from ESPN, uh, Mike, did you see this, buddy? No. Okay, this is good then. Um, the Falcons have had a pretty rough offseason so far, in my opinion. Oh, I saw that one. Overpaid Lindstrom, yeah. brought back McGarry despite past pro struggles. Overpaid on Yamada, paid sticker price for Bates when safety market was cheap. Rolling with Ritter, Heineke, instead of thus far trying to land Lamar. That sounds like someone who has no idea what we're doing in Atlanta. But I just, I, I mean. No idea. I, I, I just laugh at that kind of stuff because, I mean, they are really hurt that we didn't go after Lamar. Really bad. Again, I'll, really say, it, bad. I'll say it one more time. Yeah. So basically what you're telling me is I need to make the attempt to make you guys feel better about mm-hmm. my offseason. No. I refuse. Y'all can you can say what you want to say. I'm not going to put myself through all that crap just to make you guys feel better. Give me a positive review. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. Yep. So, 
Forget and I don't know how how they say that man ain't cooking. I don't know how are you not. Well, so saying they don't understand. They, they, nobody takes the time. They just see. They look yeah, at it. They, dude, and CBS Sports said Matt Collins was our best free agent signing. That's CBS Sports, though. Moving no, they're on. dumb as hell. Yeah, they, they, especially when <laughs> especially when it comes to Atlanta football, like, dumb as yeah. hell. But like, I was like, come on, man. Like, it, but yeah, I mean, you. If you're going to be a national media member, then just and you just don't say anything. Then if if, if, if you're you're going to come on and talk no, about, man, the Falcons, see, here's the shit that really but, make me mad because I feel like those people could call Dave or they could call Ev and really get some fucking information that would make sense so you understand. You talking out your ass and it don't even make logical sense. Like make lot how how you give us a D? I mean, dog, even if you hate the Falcons, a D is ridiculous, man. Because you could have called Dev, bro. You could have called Savion. Man, you could have called Ev. You could have called so many qualified people and really got an answer to your motherfucking questions. So fuck you, whoever wrote that. I but take you know my about you, man. I don't appreciate that shit. I feel you. I feel you. But it's one of those things where you can always tell. It's almost like when people talk about you and they don't know what's going on inside your own house. Yeah. And that's how exactly. I take it. Yeah. And I mean, if they really want to know, they could find out. Yeah, but they you decide, right? mine. You know, and, and yeah. it's and it's going to keep coming because, like I said, I said it in a tweet earlier today. They are really butt hurt about us not going after yeah, Lamar Jackson. The media, yeah. I mean, it's they they are really I'm like they they're more hurt than some yeah. of the fans are. I'm like, bruh, yeah, y'all are bugging over this. Yeah, and, and and shout out to Adam if you're still here, buddy. I'm like, I was listening to um the new millennial new millennium Falcons podcast. By the way, shout out to those guys. They're back. Savion Fleet, Treshawn Hunter, all those guys. Great podcast. But Adam was saying on that podcast, and it's true. Like about the safety market, there was no other safety that was uh, around him. There like, wasn't. Nope. There's, there's no, 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 no even, one on his level. Doesn't even make sense. Like that just doesn't even make sense. So yeah, I mean, and if, I mean, if you and if you looked at the market overall, I mean, they it was they the payment that they you know what they the contracts actually were hovering around what the market value was expected to be for the players that they got. It yeah. was. I mean, it may have overshot it by a mill or two, but it was still around the general vicinity. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people are just exacerbating the situation and just, you know, being a little dramatic over it, and it's not necessary. And, of course, you don't understand the plan. When he got all the ingredients for spaghetti and you try and make cereal, of course you think it don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> but he cooking spaghetti. You got to know what we making to understand the ingredients, okay? Right. Be patient. And McGarry, coming together. and McGarry on 11 million. Come on, man. let me tell you something. That. How is that stupid? Let me let me tell you something. When I saw that, I was like, you know what? I need to go ahead and put a bust for him in Flowery Branch and in a Mercedes Benz Stadium. Because I actually thought going out that McGarry's market was going to be between 16 and 18 million. That's what we all thought. It was, it was, a, I just thought, I mean, because I just said to myself, oh, if I know I'm paying that, I already knew it. I said, I said, I was like, Okay, what we're gonna do at right tackle because McGarry's as good as going at this particular point. I just knew it because first of all, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Mm-hmm. They didn't tag him. So they already knew, yeah, we're not paying you that. Because the fact that they didn't tag him, I already knew, oh yeah, he's gone. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. But a few days later, that eleven million eleven point five, I think it was APY. Yeah, 11. 5, I was 11. like, 5. what? No, he didn't just pull that up. Mm-hmm. So after that alone, I was like, yeah. Font knows to do that. We got to keep rolling with him because he was cooking on that one alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time! A D is outrageous. Yes, yeah, JJ said I was a fan. I was a fan at one of Lamar, but I'm so cool with Dez. 
I always root for a Falcon to succeed and be given chances to less ride. Yeah, I'm with yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's totally fine. The dumbest tweet I've seen in a while. And that's, that and, and that's the way you got to look at it. I mean, and I think the biggest thing with Desmond Ritter that is really bothering a lot of people is that the unknown when it comes mm-hmm. to him. I mean, even Matt Miller, he said that, you know, the Falcons don't have a quarterback. And to me, that's just flat out disrespectful. I mean, you could say that you don't think they have a good quarterback, but they got a quarterback. You can at least mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that Ritter's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just the unknown in regards to, and and, and that's perfectly fine. It's, a, it's perfectly fine to say, we don't know what Ritter is because we don't, mm-hmm. it's a fact. But I mean, you ain't got to you ain't got to drag the brother down it, it, because it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lord, we I, saw. Man, I love Shannon Shop, but he he was wrong. So, man, let me tell you something about Shannon. <laughs> love that, um, that was quick way story, quick, quick story about Shannon Sharp. I had a cousin. He was I, I. We really believed even my uncle Charles that played in the league. We actually believed my cousin Tony was the best athlete, the best athlete in the family, and that was saying something. Mm-hmm. His freshman year, he went up against Shannon Sharp, mm. and he said he hit Shannon with everything he had, and Shannon was still standing. <laughs> oh, Shannon, I believe Shannon is a brick wall. Yeah. So, but with all of that stuff, you know, I think a lot of stuff Shannon says, and I don't take it personally. I just think a lot of stuff Shannon said is, is pretty much for you know, for, for shock sure. value. Exactly. Yeah, and he's good at that. No, oh, you know, yeah. he's great. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, if you talk to Shannon outside of all of that, he's a really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I didn't take offense to it because I, I know I know how he rolls when it comes to that kind of thing. Dog, I, man, I'm with JJ. He said I can't. I just wish that they can, man. Um, and I'm not even saying, man, we got several people that those people should be calling just to ask little questions to. Like, like man, Ev, Dave, and Savion, Trey, like. I just wish that they were informed because every time you hear them speak about us, it's always from a place of just total and complete ignorance. Like they don't even know what's going on and it's but, frustrating. But you know what's interesting about that? And and I hate to even admit this, but the Falcons right now are at a point where nobody really gives them any credit as a franchise because let's be real, it's been a while since they've been relevant. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest with you, I've always believed, honestly, that when when a when a when a manager or a general manager and a, and a head coach come in, then they had they they were hired for a plan. They should implement it. You either live or die by that plan, or you adjust according to you know as the years pass. What was sour me to Dan Quinn was that game against Dallas. The most basic fundamental stuff they couldn't do and lost that game. At that Dude. point, I was ready for him to go. Because that's some stuff you should never lose a ball game over. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, what? I mean, this is football one-on-one. You learn this stuff in the peewee leagues. How do you let that happen? Dude, I turned so, off the TV and walked out. I was, you, don't, I, you, don't, you, know, you don't jump. You don't know not the touch of onside. What the fuck? Yeah. But you know what's funny about it? I was so I was more pissed at that than the Super Bowl. I, that, that's how that's how pissed off I was about that. And at that point, I was ready for him to go. I was like, mm, bye. Oh, yeah. Don't, oh, let yeah. You, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. That's mm-hmm. where I was with that at that particular point. But, I mean, like with Fontenot, I mean, you got to let him implement their plan. Let Ritter do his thing. Yep. Let's see where we go. Because right now, I think he's cooking. 
you know what I, I'm saying? I smell it cooking. It smell good. I don't yeah. see what he's making, but it smell good. It's so, fried chicken, collard greens. Yeah. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> it smell real good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let me so get a plate. Mm-hmm. So, man, uh, we're going to hit two quick things, free agency in the draft. Uh, okay. Your favorite your favorite free agent signing so far? I'm dying to hit this one. Yeah. Oh, I cried a little bit with Jesse Bates. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. But I got to say, Calais Campbell, I did not see that one coming. Now, the Jesse Bates one, I, you know, I had rumblings, and, I, and the people that I talked to in Atlanta – I kind of everybody figured that was coming, mm-hmm. so that wasn't a surprise to me. Calais Campbell one was a surprise. Now the reason why that's the favorite signing of mine is because it shows me that Terry Fontenot isn't satisfied with what he has up front, and, he, and he, mm-hmm. he just keeps pushing it and keeps pushing it and keeps pushing it. And the fact that they taught Calais Campbell to come to the Falcons out of all of the suitors that he had, that's a big thing to me. That's mm-hmm. huge. So it's him, then Jesse Bates. But like I said, I love the Jesse Bates signing, but at the same time, we kind of saw that one coming. Mm-hmm. That one, that one was because my boy Adam, he had been talking about Jesse Bates before I was. Oh yeah. Months ago, months ago. So, yeah. you know, he was talking about it months and months ago. And it's like, were they listening to Adam when he was talking about him? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I mean it just he talked it up so much, and we all started to talk it up to a point where then I started hearing rumors about it. I said, Oh yeah, this that's gonna happen. But the Clay is yeah, one. That one, that one hit me right here, man. Man, I mean, what, what, the leadership, the experience, everything he's going to bring yeah. with that, and still being productive at his age, man. Like it's going to be. Productive. I mean, you just look. I mean, our twenty twenty two line was Grady. That's TQ. just it. Yeah, and you yeah. and he could and because of the depth. Now you have in the defensive line. You could put him on a pitch count, Absolutely. so he can still be effective. Yep, that's the beauty of it. So that's why I, I mean, thought that's that's by far my favorite one so far. Yeah, and it's hilarious. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And then these, these that's what makes these grades so hilarious. I mean, like, you look at our D-line last year, Grady, TQ, Zoe, AK-47, Dalton, Horn, Anderson, Malone. Look at it now. Grady, Onyemata, Campbell, AK-47, Malone, TQ, Zoe. Like, those guys, we just added Italian Joe from uh, from, mm-hmm. yeah. from yep. San Diego. So, I mean, like, you know, the guys last year that were playing important minutes – like way too many important minutes. Mm-hmm. Those guys are pushed back now. They may not even make the squad now. Yep, <laughs> so I exactly. think it's it's going to be like that's and the upgrades are just hilarious. And then what uh, the word the dance you just said. I just said add Tyree Wilson and watch pockets collapse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but you know what, Adam, keep that. Look, keep that keep, I'm just saying, man, yo, keep that energy because whatever. And I don't know what it is about Adam, but when he starts bringing this stuff up, they have the tendency to materialize in some way. I'm so keep, you. keep pushing it, dog. Just keep That's pushing it. Thing. Yeah, man. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when uh, I think Brian's email asked us what, what he thought or what we thought what they were going to do at eight, right? So uh, look, looking at uh, Terry Fano had an interview with Tori McLean this week, and he said a few things um, that were, you know, he, he, they're, they're never going to tell you everything. They're going to just give you little bits and pieces mm-hmm. and, you know, not really say much. But uh, basically – uh, just said the base in the in the draft, he wants to be disciplined, right? He doesn't want to make, uh, he doesn't want to reach for a need. So, and he said, you know, uh, with the free agency ads, it kind of makes you feel more secure, like you know, like you don't have to go reach for that need mm-hmm. that you have. Right. Uh, and one thing, you know, and we've talked about this Evan, on the show now with Jalen Carter possibly falling, and whether he's there or not, you know, is that you know, are the Falcons going to pass on him or would they pass on him? And he didn't say, they didn't, she didn't ask him about that. He didn't say anything about that. But he did say, we're all flawed human beings. And, and he said, we have to look at, you know, are, are, 
are they really passionate about football? Are they really trying to improve? So that makes you think like, okay, I mean, like if, if he is there, like that mistake he made may not be the end all be all of it. Well, see, here's the thing that a lot of people have to understand about Jalen Carter. And I've been in a similar situation before. When he showed up at his pro day overweight and, and seemingly a little out of shape, there are some things that being waiting for sentencing can do to you. And, and not, not that on top of losing friends, that can weigh heavily on you. You don't Dude. know. If you're going to be in jail, you don't know if you're going to put you on probation. You don't know anything at that particular point. So honestly, how can you be motivated to do anything? Now, that being stated, being a professional and showing up at a place that you know you had to perform, it's going to look bad. However, which is why I said the teams are going to have to do the homework with him and talk to him about mm -hmm. his mindset going in and be clear about where he is. So. I think there are a lot of people when, when a lot of teams talk to him after the fact, they're going to find out that that was really what was you know, weighing him down. And he's, you know, trying to, you know, get things better. So when you talk about Jalen Carter, if he's there and I strongly, strongly doubt it, he's going to be, he's going to look at it long and hard mm -hmm. because I'm going to tell you right now, if he gets past Seattle, that's different because let's be real. Schneider and, and, and Carol, they don't make any bones about it. They don't have any filter when it comes to that. If you're a talented individual, we'll get you straight. Come on in. Mm -hmm. So I don't see him getting past Seattle. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. And I've heard rumblings already that he's not gonna be he's not gonna make it past the top ten anyway. So Yeah, I mean I hope uh, Yeah, that hundred percent. We said the same thing on the show before, man. That was probably the worst two months of his life. So yeah. I'm not gonna take oh, what yeah. he did, the pro day, all that seriously because well, mind you can't ignore the tape that he put out there. Um, you know, exactly. it's film and no. And um, so yeah, it's gonna be up to the team to interview him and see what they think. And if that's what they, they feel comfortable with him, then that's gonna they're gonna take him, you know. So mm -hmm. um Lord said I said day one of Arthur and TF that I was giving him three years before I started judging him. And so far mm -hmm. maybe believe more <clears throat> leave more before that. Yeah, yeah. I mean the through the first two years, yeah. I mean, like and, and Terry even alluded that today. He said, you know, uh, or when he's not today, but when he spoke with uh, Tori, he said, you know, Arthur understood coming into it that you know this is kind of what the challenges were you had to put together a competitive team on a budget on a very 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 tight budget mm -hmm. um so they were they had to get the right guys in for that so doing what he did like we said it before that's pretty impressive what he could do for those two years you mm -hmm. know what's funny about that and i i don't joke about this all the time you know i have people dming me about asking me what do you think what i think the fires are going to do next and i said oh i want this and like oh i want um deandre hopkins and then i'll be happy and I'm like, wait a minute, y'all some greedy ass. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the past two years, the Falcons had no money, yeah. none, zero. Now all of a sudden, you they got all the money. You just y'all just want them to spend it, every last bit of it. Mm -hmm. Y'all just ungrateful. He's mm -hmm. just brought in Calais Campbell. He brought in Jesse Bates. Y'all just want to be ungrateful. Just ask for everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. can't get everything. Just be just be happy. Stop being greedy. Damn. Tish said. <laughs> Hey y'all, Thomas Dimitrov was really tripping with his contracts and many of his draft picks. He was really crazy. We were in cap space hell. I'm happy with the money moves now with Terry. Oh, but she, here's the interesting thing about Dimitrov. Dimitrov was the GM for so long for a reason. The reason why he was he was GM for so long is for two specific reasons: the drafting of Matt Ryan. And the drafting of Julio Jones. Yeah, those were the two reasons why he stayed GM as long as he did. Mm -hmm. 
Matt Ryan bought him loads of time. Yeah. So and he, when he sold the farm to get, you know, Julio did as well. But see, Dimitrov's main flaw was the fact that he couldn't draft along the trenches. He was horrible at it. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really, really bad bad at it. And then on top of it, he going to FA making more crazy moves. Mm -hmm. He signed Tyson Jackson and Paul (sighs) Sellier to these huge deals. We want to get, we want to get tougher and bigger up front. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And it just, and and Dimitrov is so funny. What was the? (laughs) There was a special that he was on with uh, Rich Eyes, and he was like some guy. He could shoot you. That's crazy. Yeah, he just um, said <laughs> he just said he could shoot me and I'd hide the bullet case and draft that man, draft Jalen Carter. That's some serious that 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 yeah. that's some serious love right there. Mm-hmm. You shoot me, I don't want to be anywhere near you, man. I don't want you on my team. I don't care who you are. All right, man. So what do you uh what do you think we're doing today? Well, what's uh I I well I will get to me in a second. Well, what do you think? Okay. Um, and, well, see, here's the thing. Um, at this particular point, based on what I'm hearing. That first overall pick is looking to be a defensive pick. Um, who it is will, will greatly depend on how the draft falls, because it's honestly how Fontenot works based on his, you know, his board and BPA. So um, I'm pretty hey, sure that's man, we on. need some like some inside information that nobody got. Man, you got to <laughs> tell us who drafting at eight. Uh, so I do know they have the eye on players like uh, Tyree Wilson is one. Um, okay. Jalen Carter, they are, are absolutely keeping their eye on him. Um, I, I'm going to say something and nobody throw anything at me, but Uh-oh. B. John Robinson, they're looking at just throwing it out there. Don't, okay. don't chill. Just chill. Um, Christian Gonzalez is one. And, um, I don't know the guy, the guy's name skips me. The, uh, the corner out of, um, uh, Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah. And he's, and he's, he's on that short list. And another one that's a surprise that I, that I heard not too long ago, um, was Nolan Smith. Mm-hmm. So, that's a possibility as well. So keep your eye on that because word is that Nielsen loves Smith. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, so ultimately everything kind of points to them going defensive on that eighth overall pick this year, as opposed to what they've done in years before. So, so who do you personally want as, as just you as an individual? To me personally, who would you take? You know, I'm going to tell you something right now. If they take Christian Gonzalez, I'm going to go live on Twitter and saying a little something. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think all of us want, okay. Because, yeah. I mean, because of his length, his his physicality and his speed and his athleticism, him as a CB2, man, across from AJ Terrell, do you know how sick that is? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. and, and based on how he's, you know, maneuvered through free agency, to me, that would just be like a nice little cap at the top of things. Mm-hmm. I said, then that defense, especially the secondary, is looking really, really lethal for quite some time. With so. Bates and Gonzalez, Kerry said, Gonzalez, me, please. He can be the first Falcon to win number zero. And, and I personally believe, and I think Adam agrees with me, um, bringing in Bates is going to make Richie Grant so much better. So much better. He's going to get to play up. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's going to be able to play in the blocks. He can play a robber role. He can, he can mm-hmm. play better in split safety looks too. Yeah. So, Having somebody like that as a true center fielder allows Richie to do so much. And honestly, for me, when we think about um, the safety group as a whole, that whole safety group looks better with Bates in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. So I just think Richie Grant's game is going to go all the way up with Bates back there. He's going to be able to do what he does best, and that's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've watched a ton on Gonzalez, man. I, I love uh, just mm-hmm. so damn smooth. So just, just yeah, I, he could easily be a CB1 in a year or two. Like, he could be that guy type mm-hmm. of player yeah. easily. Um, so and what, and, what's to me, what's going to really determine how to approach the eighth pick is how picks five through seven go. Right. We mm-hmm. pretty much know how picks one through four are going to go. Mm-hmm. But because Seattle is a as a wild card if anybody can I mean the, the reason why they're wild card is because you know Pete Carroll they love their athletes. Schneider they love their athletes. Yep. So when you think about players like Jalen Carter, if Jalen Carter is there hundred percent I believe they're getting him. I don't see them passing on Jalen Carter by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Then, no, I, I, um, I think the stuff that happened with Jalen as bad as it was, I mean, the fact that it happened this far in advance, they've got plenty of time to yeah to talk to talk him, to him. And, you know, yeah, exactly. and, and get where his head is at this particular yep. point. Yep. Because, you know, this guy's about to be a millionaire, and they have to know. Yeah. John, so, yeah. is, uh, is uh, man, Gonzalez uh, better than Sauce? Because you were a fan of both of those. Is was yeah. it, And I'm talking about just in the college game. Was he equal to Sauce? Is he lesser? Is he better? Kind of, yeah, in the college game. I mean, like, they, they the thing is, they're not thrown at very much in the college game. I mean, like, they're really not. I mean, Sauce okay. was barely thrown at. Gonzalez was barely thrown at. Um, okay. But they're, they're sim- I think Sauce is probably a little better at, like, a, more of a ball hawk type of a, a corner. Okay. Um, okay. But, but yeah, no, Gonzalez, yeah, they're they're similar. I mean, let's, okay. yeah, as far as they're, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I gave Sauce the edge from yeah. a college prospect perspective yeah. or the fact that he was um to me he was he just had better ball skills overall yeah. That's um yeah but christian they're, they're both really good mm-hmm. they're both really good coming yeah, out so, so i'm i'm not picky bring them <laughs> so, travis, so travis said the desmond's better hope the superhero See, here we go because if not, the smoke is coming. Hey, y'all, y- y'all are so split up. Hey, this is it. It's like Park and Biggie. Like, man, y'all are crazy. <laughs> so, Travis, I mean, I gotta ask, man. You, so, are you you're rooting for the team, though, right? You're rooting for us to win. That's, right? I'm, that's what I'm getting. At. I mean, hopefully, See, you are. Right? This is what I'm talking about. With some people, just rather be right than have the team win. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for him, but based on what. We just saw with this comment, it kind of felt that way. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope, yeah, I'll be there I mean, I'll be there saying, I will be dancing along to it, man. Gonzo pair with AG, with AJ and- Terrell. Uh oh, JJ sitting there. Now, this the lineup AJ Bates and Gonzalez will be a nasty secondary. And, and, you, and you pair that with how and where this front seven is starting to materialize and where they're going. You start mm-hmm. looking at a defense that's pretty star-studded, mm-hmm. and that can do some things, and it's, an, and it's an exciting thing because I can't remember the last time we've had a defense that could possibly be a top tier since like what '98, oh, yeah. in the um, yeah. in the Chuck Smith days, long and, time ago, yeah, yeah. So it's been a long, long time, and people mm-hmm. like bring up you know the 2016, 17. No, that's not close to me, as mm-hmm. based on what we're seeing right now. I mean, of course, this game was a little bit different, but I mean, the, the yeah, guy that Fontenot was bringing in, he was serious as a heart attack talking about, you know, imp- in, improving in the pass in the trenches. And you would see it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you saw what Grady said at the end of the season. I mean, yeah. I mean, and look what we're doing for him. I mean, Grady's probably like doing a freaking dance every day. To, I mean, no, like, no, you know, no. Uh, Grady did the Braxton cry. You remember Braxton from the Jamie Foxx? He did the Braxton cry. Oh, when hell he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell he yeah. cried and he, he cried by himself, looking at the wall after he saw that. He's like, man. "What are they gonna help me?" Mm-hmm. Travis said, uh, "Bring Will Anderson home, man. I, w- I would love that, but there's no way that's gonna happen. I don't think." Yeah, Will ain't dropping past Arizona unless yeah. they decide to. To deal that pick, yeah, and I don't. I mean, they could, they could be shopping it. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, if, no, they, if they stay in pack, Will Anderson is going to Arizona. Yeah, nothing, nothing would shock me, man. From what they, but the, what the Falcons seemingly shot or surprise me damn near every year. So I mean, nothing. I don't know what to expect. And if it's like, well, Victor's staying here. How about it be? How about Bijan and Clark Phillips in the second? How are we picking? So we'll mm. talk about the Bijan thing. So no, look, we've talked about man. it. We've, we've talked about it before, man. Um, <laughs> I would not. And I would not, I would not not like it because Bijan is a next level type of running back talent. If you want, I mean, it's just he's magic on the field, man. It really is. So would I do it at eight? Probably not. Would I be pissed off if they get him at eight? I still won't be no because you're getting a ridiculous talent and you throw him into what we have on this offense with Tyler Drake, Matt Pitts, Jonu, Scotty Miller now. I mean, my God, dude, like the things you can do. And we have, you know, we'll probably add another receiver as well. So, no, I'm not going to be upset about it. Now, do I think we can get a running back like a Roshan Johnson or Jameer Gibbs later on, possibly? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's possible too. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be mad about it if they happen to pull a trigger there just because that dude is another, another brick in here. Yeah, but you see, here's the thing. I, I, and I keep saying this I love Beezer and Robinson. I mean, I've not made that a secret. I mean, I would be dancing in the street if B. John was the, you know, the eighth overall pick. But I I wouldn't be upset if he wasn't. And uh, what I need Falcons fans to understand at this particular point is that with a player with a GM like Fontenot, he's serious about his philosophy. He's serious about going to the best player available according to his board. What that means is it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it could literally be anybody. And I, I know people talk about, you know, you know, about the running back position, you know, it's just not a premium position. So why would you spend a top 10 pick on a, a, a position that's not a premium position? But people that think that are start, are not looking at the talent, that's a B. John Robinson. He can catch the ball out of the back, though. You can put him at the, you can put him at the Y. You can put him at the X. You can put him at the Z. You can put this man all over the field, and he's going to be effective. That's an offensive weapon. The same. It's the same thing I said about Kyle Pitts. Because I think because they got Jono Smith, you're going to see Kyle Pitts, you know, sometimes going out, you know, in the X or the Z every now and again to go up against corners. Because, you know, when you got Jono Smith, I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete himself. And yeah. Arthur Smith knows how to use him. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see, you're going to see, you know, Pitts split out wide mm-hmm. quite often. So for me, with B. John, I would just, I would just be, I'm an offensive guy. So I'd be. I'd be cheesing for three days straight with B. John Robson Pitt because it's like, do you know? I mean, think about it. B. John Pitts, Drake, oh God, John New Smith. What? <laughs> and he has home run potential as well. Oh, yeah. All Ritter has to do with that particular point is just be a point guard. Hey, you go out that way, and I'm just going to pitch yep. to you and just do your thing. <laughs> look, and they, and they look, and they and they all run hard. They all run downhill. They all hit you in the mm-hmm. mouth, man. And if you do, and if you run the ball like Arthur wants to run the ball in the fourth quarter, you've got a fresh Tyler, a fresh. Oh man, thank C, you. A fresh thank C, you. A fresh CP. I mean, come on. The man. defense is gonna be. Oh man. Oh my God, man, you get smashed. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's no way. You, 
as a fan, you can't be upset by it because you're getting a premier, premier talent. And I, and, and that's like, like I told Mike uh, a few weeks ago, I have like, because Mike's not huge in the college game yet. He just started watching this last year, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's the best running back prospect I've seen in, I don't even know how long, dude. I mean, like, it's, he's just a different Since cat. Saquon Barkley to me. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's been that long. And, yeah. it's, I mean, his talent is undeniable. His patience, his, his contact balance. I mean, there's just so much about this. And he's explosive, too. He, I mean, he can get skinny through through tight windows when he's when, – the vision, the patience. This dude is – like, yeah. he's he's truly legit. He's an offensive weapon, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Arthur, Arthur Smith would have to be drooling unless, you know, Fontenot steps in the up. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would be, I would be ecstatic about it. But like I said, at this particular point, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think there's not a pick that they could make at eight that would piss me off. That's where I'm at. I don't think there's a pick there they can think they can make that would piss me off at all mm-hmm. at this particular point because they're in a, such a, a advantageous, advantageous position from a roster perspective. That once they get to the eighth pick, they can pretty much just hit the board and say, oh, okay, this is our best player. Let's go ahead and grab him. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm with that. And we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's <laughs> what the part of that that he didn't say, but he wanted to say. Then we go into the Super Bowl. We're we going undefeated. We're going steamroll through the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan come out of retirement in the last game, two-minute drill. Win the Super Bowl out of your Falcon mind. There it is. Man, Super Contra, that's a script for your ass right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Super Contra had a great comment here. Can't wait till I put through the season when all the non-believers convert to Desbianity. There we go. We have a new it's one. The, the, it's, it's, you, know what, you know what? I got to be honest. <laughs> to see all of this stuff, especially leading up to the season, it's going to be pretty hilarious. Oh, I mean, oh, it, it's going to be pretty damn funny. I mean, you got Desbianity. You got Desmond. You got Ritter Riders. It's just going to be funny. It really is. He said, I'm going through five stages of grief with drafting B. John, and the draft is a month away. Jeez. But, but you know what's funny? I'll never forget this. Um, the draft draft night, draft day last year, I had somebody tell me, it's like, uh, don't be surprised to see them grab Drake London. Mm. Somebody told me that before the draft even hit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, somebody DM'd me. I was like, I was like, I could see that. So I put on I put a tweet out. I said, people are probably gonna be pretty pissed. When he found out what the Falcons end up doing at eight, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was yeah. so funny when it happened. I mean, the t- <laughs> they win bananas. Drake London, what, what? And I was like, "Yep, told you." Because when I heard that, I was like, I was shocked. But then again, I was like, "Okay, that does kind of make sense." Because word was was that if Tibbs made it down to eight, he was going to be the pick. <laughs> but they really mm. thought that he wasn't getting past. He wasn't getting that far. Yeah, so did. Drake London was that guy at eight, you know, and they they knew he was going to be there. He was going to be the first receiver off the board. When I heard that, I was mm-hmm. like, people are not going to like this one. I, I really didn't have much of a problem with it, but I just knew some people were going to have a problem with it. Yeah. What was funny about it was when they made that pick, wide receivers started coming off the board fast, and they really, really did. So had they waited to round two, they would have been, you know, pretty much getting the, a, a second-tier type guy. And it to me, it ended up playing better to them to do it the way they oh, did. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they got imagine, that, you know him. Can you imagine how that season would have ended if <laughs> if Pitts is hurt and we'd have like I mean basically no. Okay, <laughs> the the question is, what's y'all's thought on um, Lucas Van Ness? Um, this dude is incredibly, incredibly strong and powerful. I when I look at this tape and they, the way he overpowers 
tackles. It's ridiculous. And he has a fire about him and the, that goes with his length and his strength that makes you say, okay, this guy is going to be pretty productive at the next level. And I, I guarantee you that people, are, the people that interview him are talking talk to him and, and, and based on how he is and the drive and his competitiveness. Yeah, there's a reason why yep. um, he's being talked about in the top 10. Because I think he's going to be a stud at the next level. I mean, there's a lot he has to work on, especially from his pass move and his hands, because he doesn't really have a, 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 a menu of pass rush moves. No, he's just straight. But, he's just, so, but with his strength yeah. and, you know, his strength and length, I mean, that's a lot to work with. And, you know, and that and that'll get him some places just in his in his rookie year until he develops the rest of that part of his game. So I like the kid. Yeah. Um, um, people, yes, people are going to love him enough to think about him in the top ten. Now, will he be drafted top ten? I don't know. I don't think so. I got a question, Ab. I got a good one for you. In all the years that you've been watching the Falcons, give me one Atlanta Falcon that you believe is criminally underrated that you just watch and you say, "Man, man, this dude is amazing," and we give him his props, but we don't give him enough props, or we don't give him his props at all. But you know what? And this this may seem the most common answer, but Matt Ryan. Man, yes. And the reason why I bring Matt Ryan up is, no, a lot of people really don't appreciate the effect that he had on his franchise when he came Michael in. Michael emotional. And here's the thing: when he came in, y'all, you guys got to remember what went down. You guys remember? You remember oh, yeah. what went down prior to it all? Oh yeah, the whole thing with Vic, mm-hmm. that coach that I will not speak his name. <laughs> not allowed to. Not allowed to. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I have never hated coaches that coach for the Falcons before, but Dude. that one, yeah. he can kick rocks. Absolutely. And that, I, I'm telling you, it's on site if I ever see him in public. <laughs> but after all of that, I mean, the the, the franchise was in disarray, mm-hmm. and for Matt Ryan to have the maturity. And the poise to come in the way he did and seize that role and run with it can't be overstated. People don't give his that, that people don't give the man his props for that alone. And and for the and I never understood for the life of me why he why people chose to put him in Michael Vick's shadow. That was the dumbest thing in the world to me. Because one, there are two totally different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Two totally different quarterbacks. Yeah. And Matt Ryan was exactly what the Falcons needed he, at that time. The man was rarely hurt. He gave his all on that team every single day. And he got shit for it for the most of his career. And he yep. took it with stride. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. criminally underrated. And, and, and I say that amongst Falcons fans. Yeah. I'm not even talking about no, the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree so, with Falcon fans. So yeah. I mean to me, to me, he's the one that's the, the most criminally underrated out of all of them. Everybody knew who Julio was. Everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, that dude was a stud for a long time. Oh, yeah. But you also knew that because of who he was and the, and the physical nature to which he played, there was only a window that who to which that, he was going yeah. to be great before Father Time caught up with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the, I mean, that's just the law of nature. He can't be that great for that for very long. But with mm-hmm. Matt, he did what he did for a very, very a long very time. Long. He carried the franchise for a very long time. And I just think, I mean, people dumped on him, and it was, it, it was, an un, it was justified. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even remotely. If he had a name like 
a desbian, I will wear it on my shirt. I would y'all could kiss my I would wear it like a jersey, a Ryan Knight. You call me whatever you want. Yeah, but yeah, to me it's him. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. That's a great answer, buddy. Yeah. Love it, Travis. That's all time, buddy. Travis, what up? I mean, you know what? That that's just that's the thing at the end of the day. I mean, I mean, and he's only so excuse me, he's only played four games. So we don't know mm-hmm. what he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, just I don't just, know. Man, I just I I choose more. I mean, like you said, we've seen well, we've seen what we've seen, man. And there's only so much you can you can take from that. So I just choose to be optimistic about it because mm-hmm. you can like the there's guys that spend a whole lot of energy being negative Look, about it, and I just can't even do it, man. Let me tell you something. When I saw Desmond Ritter get chewed out by Arthur Smith on the sideline and take it, with, we saw that. I mean, and, and and take it all in his chest and keep it moving. That told well, we me a lot there. about him, and they told me a lot about his character. <laughs> because yeah. Arthur Smith went off. Went I mean, on. he was – I mean, I think he was spitting all in his face when he mm-hmm. was cussing his ass out. And Dude, it was we, like, is it we, yes, sir? Mm-hmm. We, we, I got were the, you. we were in a game five rows back, man, right behind him. And right he behind was him. in his freaking face. And, all, yep. and look, man, Des was looking him in the eye the whole time, shaking his head, yeah, yep, I got you. And, got and, you. and to me – and let me tell you something. That's huge. That's a really, really, really big thing. That means he's extremely coachable, and he he, he doesn't think he's above anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the big. And and the players said the same thing. Well, and, yeah. and see, and and I think, and here's the thing about it. You know, when everybody talks about Anthony Richardson or all these new quarterbacks that are coming into the fray, Lamar Jackson, it's easy to get enamored with physical traits. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get enamored with speed and athleticism and a big arm. But here's the thing. As a pro, it all has to marry to be a good pro. It has to marry. And I hate to bring this up, but we're going to talk about it. Big Beasley. Oh, Big Beasley. hey, that's a key word on our show. It's a buzzword. Yeah, He's going to get up. John hates Big Beasley. <laughs> John don't hate nobody, but John hates But Big listen, but, but I'm going to back you on this one. I'm going to tell you why I'm about to back it. I'm going to tell, tell you why I'm backing this, because Jesus Big Christ. Beasley – I thought it was the best thing ever that they got him in April overall. I never forget it. I was like the first big, big Beasley, a phenomenal athlete, an elite athlete, the best athlete of his class. You're right about that. But his problem was he relied on that too heavily. Yeah. In college, if you looked at his tape, the speed rushes, the stunts, he was running around tackles and he was using his speed. I tell a lot of people even now, the worst thing to happen to Big Beasley as a pro was when he got into the when, when he became an all pro after getting those 16 and a half sacks yeah. that year that they went to the Super Bowl. Was it the, was it the Super Bowl year or was it the yeah, the, no, yeah, Super, Bowl the year. Super Bowl yeah. year? I said that was the worst thing to happen to him. You want to know why it was the worst thing to happen to him? Because he felt like he was doing he was everything he was doing, he was supposed to be doing it and was working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that happened, he wasn't coachable. Period. Yeah. Yep. When that happened, you couldn't tell him anything. He just thought that his you know athleticism was going to take him. And, you know, and for me, don't even get me started on tech. We're not going to talk yeah. about tech right now. But for me, when when you couldn't yell at Vic, you couldn't talk to Vic, he, he would just tune you out. That lets you know right there he just simply wasn't coachable. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, if you're going to be a pro, you got to love it. you got to mm-hmm. love the game if you're going to be a pro at it. It can't, it can't just be a passion anymore. you got to love it because it's your job. And to me, Vic played Vic when when Vic had to work at it, it stopped being fun for him. Yeah. yeah. When he realized he had to work for it, it just stopped being fun and he didn't want to play it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it just got to that point. 
And what really pissed me off about this, if we could see it, you know good and damn well Quinn and Dimitrov could see yeah, it. Yeah, and they, they picked up his fifth-year option. That was strike one. When they did that, they when they picked up his, his fifth-year option, I was ready. I was like, you know what? I need to find another team because this <laughs> shit right here, <laughs> I don't. I, I said, if I can see it, and I'm watching it on TV, right? they know it. And that was Quinn's biggest problem, and it's still his problem to this day. He falls in love with players, and he sticks with them through thick and thin. You can't mm-hmm. do that in this league. Mm-hmm. He's doing it with Tack now. Yeah. He's bringing Tack back. And Tack mm-hmm. hard played last season. So with Vic, and I, and I say this to say this, at elite athleticism is one thing. Yeah, if you're a great athlete, you have a chance in the NFL, but you can't just use that and think you're going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. That's why when people fall in love with players like Anthony Richardson or Justin Fields, even, I mean, yeah, they have great traits. And I actually think Justin Fields is going to be a great player in this league. But when you start going off of that alone, you, you're going to set yourself up a disappointment. Yeah. Season. Yep. Because a great be athlete does not a great athlete does not equate to a great pro. Mm-hmm. It never does in this league. Mm-hmm. That's why when people talk about Anthony Richardson and his arm and stuff, okay, that's great and all. Yeah. But <laughs> so, said, why don't y'all talk about the real pressure issue? Where the fuck off the jersey? <laughs> uh, you know what, Adam? I've been looking for that every single day. I'm waiting for that Jesse Bates 30 to hit because mm-hmm. I'm getting one. And I'm waiting to see who's going to be more zero. I hope it's just Christian Gonzalez and then we all can be happy. Yeah. But but that's I've been waiting on that one too. But like yeah. I said, I mean being in love with an elite athlete is one thing. But I mean, playing in college, I mean, when you play division one, division two in college, I mean, when you're an athlete like Vic was, Malik Willis, and you know, these players, Anthony Richardson, you're going to be, you know, leaps and bounds above some of your competition. And the mm-hmm. pros is not the same. It's you, no way. I mean, if you're not working at your craft, you're not going to last long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord said, what's what? one draft that TD failed that TF would slam dunk? Oh, uh, that's a hmm. good question. That's a great question. I would Probably like to think the one in uh, the, I was about to say 2012. <laughs> yeah. I would think he would have done a lot better in 2012 than the mm-hmm. Beatrice did. Yeah. Because that one, Whew. I said a lot of who that night. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, who? <laughs> yeah. I said that yeah, a lot. That was, who? A lot of research going on that night. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, right. yeah, that was, that was really, that was. That was laughingly bad. I laughed so I, it, it was so bad. I was so pissed. I was laughing at the end of the night after the you know the draft is over. It was like uh, if Pitts bounces back. Oh you know wait a minute. You know what? Wait a minute. Think, stop what you're doing. Yeah. That man didn't fall off. He wasn't getting the ball. He didn't stop that. Don't do that. Pitt to me, Pitts was a victim of the quarterback. Yeah, that's oh, all that 100%. was. Oh yeah. It's you definitely Miller time. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty saying that we got Miller myself. I am too, man. He's, four, he's a he's a four three guy, man. This dude is a track star. Forget the four three. Mm. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy about Scotty Miller? You know how, and I said the same thing about Mac Hollis, but with 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 middle, it's on a totally different level. With um Mac Hollis, people talk about you know his speed, and they say he has okay speed. But see, the difference with Mac Hollins is Anybody that's run track now, and I used to run track, it, you know, there's your start, the drive phase, then you get to your top end speed. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Miller, he's like that in an instant. 
he gets, I mean, he eats a cushion in the herd and he stacks the corner so fast. <laughs> they don't know what hit him. Nope. And if you look in the backfield even a little bit, if you even think about looking, he's already yeah, passed. Yeah, you're toast, yeah. So, so with him, his start and his top end speed are like second to none. So when his, when, so when you give giving him a pre-release, it's like committing career suicide for the most part because that you, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, Matt Collins, for as big as he is, he gets to stop being a top speed. Stop. I'm sorry, top speed in a hurry as well. He's just not as fast mm-hmm. once he gets to top speed. But he does it in a hurry. Mm-hmm. He's up cushions in a hurry as well. But Matt, man, Miller, whew, that dude. It's a Miller time, <laughs> man. I can't wait on them shirts. Miller time. And what's funny about him is when you when you watch Miller, even when he when he when he breaks down and he comes out of his breaks and when he sinks his hips. He's he's so explosive out of his breaks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how fast this kid is, and, you know. Because a lot of you know there are a lot of species that are fast, but are not very good at the route running thing. Mm-hmm. You know they're good for you know running those nine routes, those seven routes. You know you know regular seven, eight, nine routes, and they, they can do those because you know all of you, you, know, all you have turned on Zacchaeus. All of you all have turned on Zacchaeus. How fast? I had to turn on Zacchaeus. Actually, you know what was funny about Zacchaeus was I actually thought they was just going to wake that whole thing out and just pick him up on the back end of things. I really yeah, did. Same here. So That's when they got Miller, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. We're gonna we're gonna end on this one because we've kept that for like two hours, so we're gonna mm-hmm. let him get out of here. But they said, "What wide receiver do you think the Falcons shall focus in on later rounds?" Hmm. Um. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, I mean, there's because I've looked at a lot of them. Yeah, um, and you know, this wide receiver class is pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, in, in my opinion, there is no true just standout number one receiver, but it's a deep class. Yeah, um, you, can find, you can find talent deep in there. I was trying to see who we had uh, picked the other day. So there's we actually on our little on our mock draft on last week's show we picked uh, Matt Landers in round seven out of Arkansas. Okay. Six, six foot four, yeah. big big dude. Uh, like, he, no, Matt Landers is definitely an Arthur Smith type of receiver. Yeah. Oh yeah, he fits Absolutely. the bill. Yeah, yeah, he def, definitely does. But it's for me, it just depends uh, on when you talk about the later rounds. It depends on what you're specifically looking for because now, to me, they've kind of thrown a a bit of a wrench into it when they yeah. pulled when they when they got Miller. Yeah. You definitely. know, we we all we all said that they needed speed. We all yeah. we all said that they needed speed. I just didn't actually think they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so when they did that, now if you're talking about somebody that's working as working as a slot receiver or the wide receiver, then you can look at somebody like you know that's kind of reminiscent or you know or a speedster in that particular manner, um, like the 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 wide receiver from. But then again, he's probably gonna be a day two pick, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. the one that's um, um that knows Ritter and Ritter because I think he's gonna be a guy that they oh, focus on. Oh, uh, Tyler, Tyler Scott, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's probably somebody they're looking at. Um, late rounds, like I said, there are just so many. And at that particular point, when you start going into the later rounds, they're going to start looking at receivers at that particular point that can give them some type of special teams value anyway. Absolutely. So yeah. you got to think about all of that when you start thinking about focusing on later rounds and wide receivers in later rounds. Um, another, yeah, another one we got was uh, Puka out of BYU uh, in the later rounds. Uh, so that was one that we thought like that, that popped too. up too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible. You know, yeah, that 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 pretty much fits. Um, now I know I don't know what I'm talking about, but my man is Cole Tucker. He's from Northern uh, Illinois. Re- do y'all remember Jordy Nelson? Mm-hmm. Of course. 
it's the new Jordy Nelson. That's all I'm saying. He's pretty fucking good. But I haven't heard anyone else talking about him, so I'm probably wrong. So I'm going to shut up. <laughs> you know what's funny, but you know what's interesting about that is um, the, the interesting thing about that is, I mean, they're going to be players that people are drafted that nobody hears. Because, yeah, you know, when scouts, scouts do this all year, they mm-hmm. don't just – we do this during draft season. Yeah. Right? You know, scouts do this – Year round, oh, so there's going to be some people that come out, especially the later rounds that nobody's heard of. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I mean, there are going to be some. I mean, there have been a few that I've heard. I think last year was the only one of the one of the only years that I heard of every prospect that they drafted. Mm-hmm. Or I, I already looked at. Yeah. But before that, I'd be like, wait a minute, who is that? I don't know. Hundred percent. Yeah. Out of I North have, Dakota. I don't have, I don't have a note on him. Wait a minute. Let me just look at him real quick. Troy Anderson came out of nowhere for everybody. No, I knew about Troy. See how I knew see? about Troy. See, that's Ev. See, see. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> but but see, Troy, I mean Troy, Troy came out of in mean, Montana State. This dude was everything on that team. Yeah. It was he hard was the linebacker, to the because, quarterback, the running right, back. He was everybody. Yeah. So you, with him, you were pretty much betting on his traits and his mm-hmm. and his athleticism than anything because he was mm-hmm. just completely raw at the linebacker position. Because mm-hmm. I think he only played that full time his senior year, and you could tell he was raw at it. I mean, because with his mm-hmm. spacing, how you know how you know, and his and you could tell his instincts were lacking because he just hadn't played the position long. Mm-hmm. It, for me, it was one of the things because he's so smart and because he's so driven, it's called, and because he's so competitive. I felt like his ceiling was going to be really high once the right coach got it and the right coach has him. Frank Bush. Right. The right coach has him. So I believe that Troy is going to be, I think he's going to be a monster. Especially, yeah. Next to Ellis and whoever else they had. Yeah, that's going to be. Last question. The last question. My man, Av, do we have a window to win a Super Bowl or am I out of my Falcon mind? A window right now? No. I do think they have a window in regards to when they should be a playoff team. And that needs to start now. Yep. Um, the way I see it is now this is just me after the first and second years, both Terry Fontenot and right. Exactly. And both Fontenot and office move came into a really, really volatile situation. Not only did they have an aging QB, and an aging wide receiver, but they had a cap situation that was absolutely mm-hmm. horrid. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot that had to be done to just clear this clear the slate and get them to a point where they could actually build a roster the way they want. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was the year. To me, this is the start of it all. Okay. To me, this is where it starts because you, you had to give Funk no a chance. To put the team in a position where they could get the you know the quality players and get the the roster the way they wanted to get them, and honestly, I gave them a a, a mulligan on year one because yeah. Fontenot was hired after Smith, so yeah. Fontenot had to come in as a GM. Yeah. He mm-hmm. had to get to know his staff. He had to get to know his scouts. He had to get to know his head coach and what the head coach liked, and then the, the whole coaching staff and what they were going to buy into in regards to the culture and how the team was going to be constructed before hitting the draft. That's why I didn't, I, what, I didn't mind the call. I, I didn't mind the Kyle Pitts pick at four mm-hmm. because in his position, you need to go for a no brainer at this point. Yeah. You need to have a player period. You don't go in there and say, Oh, well, I don't know what he wants. And then because like I said, you just get to know everybody. You just, just give me a ball player. Let's get caught. Let's get Kyle Pitts a call of the day because at that particular point, you just have to do that. 
Now, year two, you know, you're still trying to build a team, but you're on a budget. And at this particular point, you got to hope you're drafting well and you're developing talent. Last year was a pretty good draft, mm-hmm. as opposed to the first one. I thought the first one was, you know, it, it was kind of um, iffy. But at the same time, like I said, it was his first year as a GM. And he's still trying to get to know everybody. The second year, he did, a, he did a much better job. So for me, this is where I see it. Year three and year four, they have to submit themselves as a playoff team. Now, mm-hmm. what we see out of Ritter this year tells me what further they have to do in regards to making themselves a Super Bowl contender. Okay. To me, I can start determining that window after this season is up. Okay. So that being that, stated, be happy about that. 2024 to 2026, they should be start they, they really should be in that 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 talk of where they're Super Bowl contenders. That's where I think they need to be at that particular point. You heard it from Ev. There you go. We win in the Super Bowl in five years. He said it. You, you, I you see how I took something he said and, ma- and made it my own. <laughs> hey, um, but, but hey, yeah, based um, on Ev, everything. Man, we leave, Ev, I just have to tell you this, man. Um, it's a trait that you have that I respect so much, and I truly had to tell you, all right. Um, you don't, uh, especially, um, but even pros on TV. Man, they cannot talk about a player without bringing up um, the fucked up part about his personal life or something he did or his uh, mistake, his like low point. And I never have seen you do that, not one occasion. Uh, And you could do it a lot because you are on, especially when you tweet, you are like, uh, you're being attacked. So you can defend yourself with, oh, well, he's a piece of shit, a human being, or where well, he go this point. And you never, not you stick to the point that you made from the jump. It was a football point. So you stick to the football point when you could get off on, on, on somebody's manhood or their personal life or even like Jalen Carter or anything like that. So I always want to tell you, man, I respect that about you. I appreciate that. And please keep doing that, man. We need way more of that of people that just you always stick to your football point and i i don't ever feel like that you, you get personal to so that you can win an argument and you never try to trash the the grown a, adult as a man like you just stick to the football point so i appreciate that buddy i had to tell you that i appreciate that brother and, and, and to me that's what this is about when you start trashing people's personalities and their lives to me there, there's no point for this to get personal it's football mm-hmm. It's yeah. entertainment. That's what yeah. it is. And you don't, I mean, even when they t- and t- talk about and attack these kids, these are kids. These mm-hmm. literally are kids, 19, 20, 20 year old kids. And we all make mistakes. I know I made a ton of them <laughs> at that age. In undergrad, what? Dude. I could, man, I could write a book of all the shit that I've done and been through. Mm-hmm. So it, it, to me, it's overly judgmental. And I hate when people are high and mighty and they start doing because you don't know these kids struggle. You don't know their story. You don't know where they came from. Keep it football, period. You do. you do a great job of that, buddy. I, I love you for that. I really do. I appreciate yeah, it, brother. Love you. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and uh, Travis, real quick, he said, how are we comfortable with a, a strong safety position? We kind of hit on a little bit earlier, man. Um, I think we'll know uh, this year because, like we said, Jesse's going to do a lot for Richie. Mm-hmm. So uh, Richie, yeah. should he should flourish. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
we'll, we'll know pretty we'll know pretty quickly how that's going to work out. And Tisha, what do y'all think everyone said when MM went back to the sign after he threw that ball into the abyss in Carolina? I don't think they said <laughs> shit. I think they oh, just got there. Like, said, Sorry, man. That's yeah. <laughs> on me. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, man. Yeah, man, buddy. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank man. you. Yeah. Hey, Thank you, it's man. It's been so much fun, fellas. I'm glad I was able to do it with you guys. It's been a blast. Oh man, gotta do it again Thank for you, sure. Man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So tell everybody, man, where they can find you on Twitter and what you got going on, man. Yeah, um, I work right for the Fakaholic. I'm especially um I'm pretty much one of the draft specialists there. You can find me on the Fakaholic at any point. And my Twitter handle is Everett underscore G07. Follow me and for a lot of rational football taste because I am, if nothing else, rational. <laughs> Hell yes, absolutely, man. That's the next. That's that's where I mean we've been following you for longer than we've done this podcast actually. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know once we got kind of going and we got you know we met Dave and got him on a few times and just it's we've made some awesome connections, man. So it's just nice to have another one and nice to have you on, man. So it's been um, great with you guys, and we're gonna definitely yeah. do this again. Oh heck yeah, absolutely, man. So oh actually, um, you know what, um. Our 100th show will be on the 19th. So and you got to pop in for a few minutes. It's, without it, a doubt. I'm here. Yeah. All day. Yeah. It, it, we're we're going to, I mean, Dave, I think Dave's coming by and we'll have Adam probably going to come by. We'll have a. You bring nice it, Dave. Oh, man. I don't think I'm coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, Dave. Hey, my man. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious, man. But um, anyway, yeah. Look, guys, we, we y'all hung out with us for two hours. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank uh, you. Hit, hit that like button for us. Make sure you hit the subscription. Go tell a friend. Family member, man, go uh, check us out, and uh, we'll keep on growing and doing what we're doing. Uh, we're gonna be back on Saturday this week. We have a special little Saturday show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of we're doing this so we can line our shows up to hit 100 before mm-hmm. the draft mm-hmm. because we're actually going to live stream the draft uh, that night. So we'll have some fun with that too. Again, Ev, welcome to come by on draft night. We'll be sitting here watching. So oh, um, yeah, I'm coming in too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> have a lot to discuss. On absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So um, guys, you can check us out on Twitter out of your effing mind. You can email us at atlfalconfancastgmail.com. Like Brian did. Brian, appreciate you again, man, for sending that Thanks, email. Brian. Um, TikTok, you can all, uh, Mike's got a TikTok going on. Oh, I Make got Make sure yeah. y'all follow that. Uh, he's got I some, got some got, stuff coming this we week. Some, yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> We've got some good stuff coming this week. If y'all like the 10 stages video, you all like what's coming up. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, man, we appreciate y'all for joining us tonight and listening on Spotify, iTunes. If you're on listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, drop us a five-star review. Helps us grow on those platforms as well. So that's it, guys. Man, appreciate y'all. Ev, again, thanks again, buddy. Thank you, Ev. And we will see y'all on Saturday. Much love, folks. Out of your falcon mind. Peace.